Blog Talk Radio. What up? Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Flow with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. Yes, sir. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room for the 495th time. God damn. <laughs> this is for our 10th annual Thanksgiving Day episode. Of course, the War Room is brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. What up, Jim? Your man, uh, B. Austin, was a, a late, healthy scratch, so he load managing on this uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, load management, you? B. Austin. <laughs> Ain't nothing, man. You know, sit, sitting over here, man, excited. I spent a one whole day um, watching the Irishman. Martin Scorsese took a damn near day of my life. Uh, yes, sir. You know, but it was I'm fire, watching man. that joint in segments, man. I'm about to start segment four right after the show. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that movie three and a half hours long, man. That's why they put yeah, it on Netflix probably. so you can segment it up in your own house. <laughs> Yo, but I don't, the funny thing is, as long as it is, I don't think it would have worked if they had tried to make it a series though, because it don't really have no like break points where it's like, you know, right. a cliffhanger, so to speak. Like, yeah, where you can go but, to the next but, episode and yeah, Yo, you know. Not, plus, they didn't get swizz. They didn't get swizz on, on Yo, the intro. yo. Yo, knocking on my window, man. Yo, that, that intro was fire. But yo, um, you know we grew up. We used to watch Goodfellas like on repeat. Um, sort of like uh on minutes the way they watched that uh that tape. Yeah, and that's over three hours long. Way. And we used to just watch <laughs> it, and then it go off, and then we just started over from scratch again. But I realized yep. what it is about Martin Scorsese. It took like um my whole life for me to realize what it is about his movies that um. His movie making, I should say, that's interesting. It's like it's, yo, it's damn near a documentary. Like he has so many right. scenes where like stuff is going on and someone's narrating it. And I realized exactly. That, I was like, yo, and and on documentaries, but they don't be documentaries. It's like interesting the way he makes movies. Not even just the narration though. Like you be peeping the words on the screen. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil this for people who haven't seen it, but. You know, he be telling yeah, me yeah, when people are getting murked. And also, I can introduce somebody by telling me when they get murked. <laughs> his use of like, um, his use of like period music is fire too. Like he picks the perfect right. like whoever whoever does. It, I don't know if that's him or if he got somebody he always uses because he's always done it. But his use of music is fire too. Shoot, a lot of my fifties and sixties music I know because of Goodfellas. <laughs> you ain't never lied, yo. Yo, it, it makes you like songs that I would have never listened to or liked if it wasn't for that. <laughs> it just reminds me, like, yo. Yeah, no but uh, doubt, he, so. he, he, um, it's definitely fire, though. Netflix, Scorsese cut the check. Everybody watch The Irishman on Netflix when they get a chance. And when we say when you get a chance, like, we mean when you get a chance. It's <laughs> yo, three hours and 29 minutes long. I still haven't even finished it. So it is like I'm watching a series or a documentary. 
uh, or a long ass hoop dreams type documentary. All right, but um, look, man, we're gonna talk our ish for a little while as you guys get yourself ready to throw down at that dinner table later on the day. So pop that bird in the oven. Stay with us for the next hour or so. And if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room. I'm saying that. I'm opening it up as I'm saying that because I forgot to open it up. Um, So sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room. Or you can call us directly on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. There's no wait. If you're out there, you want to call in, you can call in right now. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we commence to our ish talking like we always do. Make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you remember to check out archive episodes of our show uh, at WarRoomSports.com, the WarRoom Sports mobile app, uh, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you do podcast listening. And also make sure you check out the other shows on uh, the WarRoom Sports Podcast Network. Shout out to the mayor after further review. Shout out to the Burtons, John Appetit, if you like to eat, if you want to Find out where some of the best restaurants are um, domestically and sometimes abroad. Check out John Appetit. They'll definitely uh, give you that Philly flavor as well. So if you visit in Philadelphia, you know, you can cut on any episode and find out where you need to be eating in the city of brotherly shove. Uh, shout out to the, the, the <laughs> tissue and the tape hip hop boys, Survive and Philmatic 365, uh, who just put up... <laughs> Some funny <laughs> posts in the chat rooms because Jimmy be talking trash about Frank Gore. <laughs> Phil Maddox, gold-blooded to the end. Um, and everybody else on the network, man, shout out. Happy holidays. Uh, don't eat too much. <laughs> we don't need y'all to pop. We need y'all on the air. All right, so, so what's up, man? What's, you know, what you got going on later today? You got some, you know, you got your get out of free, your get out of jail free card for the felonies you're going to commit at the dinner table? <laughs> yeah, you already know. And then the funny thing is, though, shout out to all my woke folks, because uh, you know I technically don't celebrate Thanksgiving for the reasons right. that some people celebrate Thanksgiving. But at the same it's time, though, it's, 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 it's an amazing time to be with family, just because yo everybody has all. So, right. <laughs> so you can never you can never slander spending time with family. So um, for my woke folks, um, before you before you uh, start going in on this, um, we do understand. But it is a good time. Like you can never. You know, disrespect spending time with family. So, want to spend some time with family. I mean, talk to trash. Don't nobody be at the table blessing the pilgrims and none of that stuff, man. You yeah, I yeah, all that. Food, You know, I probably you know like I do on Thanksgiving instigate a couple fights so I can entertain myself. But uh, you know, shout out to Neil in the chat room at our special time. She's up early with us. She probably got a bird in the oven or something. Uh, your partner in crime, I doubt. I doubt Kev's gonna be in there. He on the West Coast. Yo, cause so he on the West Coast. Where he at. Yeah, Yo, he so to catch us like on the replay. Five a.m. Where he at? But Emil, <laughs> though, love to you, Emil, because you always support. We definitely appreciate you. Leave and it then, up to be us. It would have been like three a.m. Where he was. <laughs> Yo, be awesome was trying to rock like. Yo, let's do this, and then and then scratch <laughs> on us like. Then was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do the show at five a.m. What? That would have been over. He wouldn't even have been on it. That's probably that probably wasn't playing the whole time. I'm setting him up. I'm setting him up. I'm setting these dummies up. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Neil said, no, sir, she's not cooking this year. All right, well, thank you for rocking with us anyway. Usually usually on those okay, days, people okay. do rock with us when they got some stuff in the oven. So we appreciate it. All right, man, let's get yeah, into appreciate you, Neil. some of this stuff. We got we got three, as usual, we got three NFL games today. How come well, the NBA don't like to take heat from the NFL or something? How come there's no basketball games on Thanksgiving? they like, we got Christmas. They probably got some but, um, they probably got some sort of like a un, un, unspoken, like you know, little uh, we give y'all this, like because they, yeah, they, they, they tend to do probably that. is spoken. It's probably in the in the collective bargaining agreement, like give us a day with our family or something. I don't know. I mean, because yeah, you saw that's true too. Ron, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that on that picture you posted of uh, Dwayne Wade and, yeah. and Gabby hype at at Yo. at the Sierra Canyon game and holding Yo, and it down. Shout to Gabby, did you? Did you see what happened to Gabby? She got fired yesterday from her job on um, what's that uh um, whatever whatever one of them dumb shows I don't watch. America's Got Talent, one of them type jumps. I don't know what she's doing right now. Well, she got she got yo, canned. she got yo she got canned. But like the word is, and it came from multiple sources that she got canned for like um, basically doing the right thing. So uh, supposedly Sounds Jay right. Leno was on twenty nineteen. Jay Leno <laughs> Jay Leno was on there as a guest host. And um, there is someone up there with like a dog or something, and he was like, "Hey, that looks like something that gets served at a Korean restaurant." So he made like a um, yeah. a, a, a joke, and she like basically, and, and she basically like got on him about it, and and then she um <laughs> she so basically she she got on him about it, and what they did was they just cut it and didn't air it, and um you know she complained about a toxic work environment, and then they came to her and was like, "Look, um you changing your hair too much uh." ethnic and people understand it, and she complained about that. So she basically was on her 2019 John, and no, no, like she did all the right thing. And they told her like, all right, how about this? How about we can you? <laughs> Meet me outside. So how about that? Yeah. So so, so Jay Leno was getting cooked last night because uh, you know she wasn't the only one. Everybody heard him say it. So Jay Leno Damn. was trending. Gabby was trending, and then D Wade went in on his uh, Twitter. So it was pretty interesting, you know, on the Twitter world last night. But uh, with that being said, what's cool. got to do with sports? Because she's she's Gabby Union, who's who's D Wade's wife, and D Wade, and then Bronny, and you know I'm saying so we, we tied all together. Nice. Gabby got sports center every night. Um, anyway, what if if wherever she working, whatever competition they have, they probably gonna be calling her soon. You know, you know how they pounce pretty on stuff much, like that. Much. We're gonna make them look yo, bad by picking up the person that they fired for pretty doing much, the right pretty much. Pretty much. But so yo, she's gonna be on that, American Idol or what something. What Brian said, what Brian said about uh, see, uh, his uh, son. Basically, what, what Brian said was uh, shout outs to Gabby and D Wade for holding him down when he wasn't there because uh, his son played and you know they was they was in the bench allegedly going crazy rooting on Bronny. Because um, their son also plays for the team, but have you seen that team play? Like any highlights or anything on play this year? I haven't yet, but they're going to be on ESPN like six times this season. They got more yeah, ESPN appearances than like the Sacramento Kings. Most NBA. So. <laughs> Yo, the crazy part is like, so I saw, like, I saw like one of them joints where they show you like all the major highlights from a game from them playing, and they like destroyed somebody by a million points. Wow, that's going to be crazy. I, I saw. They must be good all around sports wise. Probably, you know, they probably get these sons and daughters of professional athletes all the time. But I was watching something and they were showing the schedule for like the state or national football 
playoffs that were going to be nationally televised, and Sierra Canyon was up there too. So sports. Yeah, the crazy part is like major. And watching the highlights, like um, Zaire Wade and Bronny, like they not even nowhere near the best players on the team. They got another boy that's already a Kentucky commit, and they got a couple other D1 players in the squad. So, but I was just astounded by the fact that like. You know, I guess there's no more uh, sportsmanship. You know how you get up by somebody on 30 or 40, you slow down. It looked like they was trying to, like, you know, beat them cats by 200. Like, there wasn't no uh, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to mercy? Like, was, you know. I guess it don't matter. They put in their bench. There's still, like, a bunch of yeah. NBA sons. Yeah. Like, ain't no mercy because the people I, I on the bench want to get theirs, too. And out of the blue, Bronny is like dunking on people. Like it seemed like a couple months ago, he was barely touching the rim, and now he's dunking on people. Like, yo, I don't yeah, know I mean, what kind of uh, genes Bron got. Um, you know, my, my my wife has a theory that LeBron was uh was really made in the lab, and that's why you never like even get a glimpse of who his father was. And boy, it's just, <laughs> I know uh, the pop never tried to pop up on him. Like I'm I'm here yeah. now, son. <laughs> What happened to that? So she that was like, he, he was supposed the to do that. And Gloria's a fraud. Oh, wow. Gloria not even real. Like, but <laughs> yo, Brown Pop didn't even try. <laughs> yo, he didn't even try. Like, how you not gonna try when your son is like, you know what I mean, Brian? Yeah. But um, you gotta show up at a press conference or something, or outside a hotel or, or something, and or yeah, just go like, to a newspaper anyway. and say I'm LeBron James's dad. Or maybe yeah, even Carmelo show up when his kids get successful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm alone a piece of, you know, that's crazy. Um, but you yeah. know, Brian always had a um, personal account with Balco, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. He probably got his son on that stuff early because, yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. all of a sudden he's jumping over cats and, like, within a couple months saying, like, yeah, he's gaming <laughs> on people now, so. He was in the driveway, like, four months ago, happy to be grabbing the rim. Now people just yeah. get punched. All right, let's get into these hot topics, man. We got some football games. We got some stuff that happened this week. Um, hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. War Room Peeps, real quick. You guys can make tons of bread sports betting at my bookie. The NFL is nearing the stretch run, and the NBA is a full goal. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, this is the perfect time to check them out. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. You can join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. Not .net, not .com, mybookie.ag. You tired of getting burnt by those other services when it's time to collect your winnings? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast with no hassle. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right. So we know, you know, every turkey day, we have three games in the NFL. We have that early game. We have that middle game that always features the same teams, uh, Detroit Lions in the morning or in the early game, uh, the Dallas Cowboys in the afternoon game. And now, of course, for the last, five, ten years or so, we have that evening game, that Sunday night football, well, I'm sorry, that Thursday night football telecast. Um, This season on the Thursday night, we have a division rivalry. Uh, 
with the New Orleans Saints visiting the Atlanta Falcons. So I guess, um, I don't know, it's a holiday. I was thinking it's a Thursday night game. So is the Chick-fil-A going to be open in the stadium or do they not open on Thanksgiving either? Uh, somebody check that out. <laughs> Yo, that's a great <laughs> I question. I see what my people these in Atlanta are working with when they go down to the <laughs> These are the things that we need answers to. Like, those, those oh, are the things that we course. really need answers to, man. Important. You know what I'm saying? Because we need to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, that, it their, uh, is it their pleasure or not? Right. That's the 820 tilt in, in Hotlanta. Um, I believe at 4.30, yeah, 4.30 Eastern time, um, the Buffalo Bills at 8-3 and three are going to visit the 6-5 and five Dallas Cowboys. And the first game that kicks off at 12.30 Eastern time, another division uh, rivalry, the Chicago Bears at 5-6 and six are visiting the Detroit Lions at 3-7-1. and one. Detroit still holding tight with this Thanksgiving Day tradition. I think like maybe eight years ago on the show, like we, we wondered why. And it's yeah. like no reason to even ask the question anymore. It is what it is. Now they're just trying, they're just trying to carry on tradition at this point. <laughs> right, right. Shout out to Nuss. Um, so right, let's let's talk about that early game real quick. The Chicago Bears five and six. Um, the Detroit Lions three seven and one. Detroit, you know, had a spark when they split, but you know the rest. Uh, Stafford, yeah, still man, sitting it out. He might not play for the rest of the season, but what's the and, point? And the crazy part yeah. is this this was supposed right. to be a good game. I mean, what's the man? point of playing this was supposed in the to be a good game. I look at a couple of these games and think about what they were supposed to be when they put them on the schedule. Like the Bears were supposed mm-hmm. to be coming into their own before they realized their quarterback was a fraud. They um, won the Lions, division last like, year. Now they fighting yeah. for I'm not I'm not even I mean you could say they're fighting for a playoff spot, but at five and six, like they're pretty much done. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> they cooked. Yeah, they turkeys. Ah, uh, you know what I mean? Thanksgiving pun. But, yo, it's like Mars. they 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 done. They done. But this game was supposed to be such a good game. Like, when, a, when a, the season first started, the Lions were, like, you know, very competitive and playing hard. And then, you know, and then uh, what's his name? Matt Patricia? Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know if he either tried to hit fraud or what. Well, you know, he he's trying to – and this is what the, the Belichick – guys do you know they go try to make their place new england midwest or new england wherever they are um so you look at all the little free agent pickups and all that kind of stuff it's somebody who played in new england and at some point people have to realize the stuff that we've been saying for year like for years most new england patriots are only good as new england patriots like that's the allure of Bill Belichick. These dudes go somewhere else and they fall off the earth. And it's proven when some of those dudes end up going back to New England and you realize that they're alive again. So it's like, maybe take the the formula, but maybe not the players. I've experienced (laughs) that. I've experienced that with Josh McDaniel. But you know, it's, 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 it's also because of like, it's like Belichick had a chance to build that culture, but also people forget that when Belichick first had an opportunity to be a head coach, he failed until he right. figured right. it out. And, right. and part of figuring it out is, um, you know, having the, the authority to do exactly what he wants. And it's funny. I watched Belichick, I watched Belichick on um, the NFL uh, network when they were going over like the greatest coaches or what have you. And he was one of the coaches to this, this fake team they're making. So they're making a, 
all-time team, and they named coaches, and, like, Cats is really out here being honored and crying about making this team, and I, I guess, I mean, it makes sense, you know, but, but he was on there talking about how he was. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's dope. Who doesn't like to be recognized for their work? So I, I shouldn't say it that way, but it's just funny when it's like, yo, you do realize this is not a real team. But anyway, so he was on there talking about how it felt to be honored to coach this team with all these great players. I'm like, dude, you're not really coaching them. But anyway, um, but the point that he made we're going to run a 4-3 but the point that he made which I found interesting because he said that his coaching philosophy is very simple he said it comes from the art of war he said which is you figure out what your strengths are in your team and you play to that and you, you look at your weaknesses and you try to stay away from it he said which is why with his tenure at the Patriots he realized that every year it might be something different. So when I have a Randy Moss and a Tom Brady, that's my strength. So I'm going to play on that. If I don't have that, you know, sometimes we'll be a run first team. And he said that he realizes that that's the way to win in the league. And some coaches just have a system and they try to run their system regardless of no what pieces what. are there. Right. Yeah. And like, I was like, I was like, why are he giving up all this game? He must be very retired. He's giving up game on this job. He was like, but, that's literally his system. He said, so on defense, if my defensive line like is strong, Brady out, I'll play I'm for out that. so I can start giving game. <laughs> I was like, he must be getting ready to leave. He's giving away all the secrets <laughs> on TV. So if, if my defensive backs are my strengths, I'll play to that. Defensive line are my strengths. But it's just a matter of looking at what you have and, you know, focusing on your strengths and staying away from your weaknesses. It's really that simple. And for people to do their job, like just every individual person does their job, we'll be fine. And you know, I was the, like, all right, so <laughs> – you know what the greatest thing about him is though? That philosophy that you just uh that you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, he does that game to game though. Like a lot of people, you know, yeah. my strength yeah. coming into this yeah. season is my secondary. Like he will change it game to game. Like one game yes, he will. You know, Tom no, Brady has four hundred yards passing. Game. Next he game he'll only throw time. the ball twelve times. <laughs> right. So can you imagine that's what's crazy about it? Can you imagine what their like their week is like? Like he probably gets no sleep when he's putting in a game plan <laughs> because yes. it's all about what the other team is gonna do to challenge you. All right, well this week I never forget you know Tom, your I, arm gets a break. <laughs> I never forget John Gruden was on TV one day and John Gruden was like, "Look, he's talking about the amount of time he spends on football." He was like, "To be completely, he said, to be completely honest, he was like." I'm a terrible husband. I'm a terrible father. He said, I'm bad with my finances. He's like, all I know is football because I spend so much time because that's what consumes my mind, which is why, like, I, them, which is why you I can don't know how they keep a wife. <laughs> Yo, which is why you can tell on Monday Night Football, um, he used to be so excited about just being able to talk football because, like, he knows, he knows nothing else. Right. And you're right. right. How did they keep a wife? I remember, like, yeah. looking at um, Andy Reid and his journey to get where he is now. And they talked about Ball being like an assistant high school football coach and then moving to be a head high high school football coach and then like an offensive line coach in college. Like, you know, him and his wife, you talk about someone holding you down while right. he chased his dream. I mean, we even see it on the TV show uh, when the Bulls living on – what's the show we watch where the Bulls living on campus in a little dirty oh, yeah, dorm a, and his wife is like – dorm. <laughs> Yo, like, coaches yo, be putting it in, putting it all on the line, man. Yeah, and you got a wife yo, living in a dirty wise, dorm room with you, with like three kids. No, and this has—I mean, I wouldn't say absolutely nothing, but it just—I don't know why. When you started talking about coaches' journeys, you know what puzzles me sometimes? How 
I mean, because lately you hear a lot like, all right, this guy started as the video coordinator, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people laugh at that. Like, ha, this dude was a video coordinator. What do you know about basketball? What do you know about football? I'm sitting here, I think the exact opposite. I'm like, wouldn't they know the most? Like, these dudes are watching film constantly and editing and making the film for the coaches to watch, telling the coaches what to look out for. Why wouldn't they? Like, people used to laugh at Eric Spolster for that. And it's Mm -hmm. obvious why he's one of the best you know, X and O coaches in the NBA. If you're watching film constantly, like, what is there to laugh at? You know, people. I remember, I remember reading, uh, (laughs) I remember reading um, Tony Dungy's book. And in Tony Dungy's book, outside of all his, um, you know, trying to convert people to Christianity, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was a pretty good book. (laughs) On the football, the football part of it, the football part of it was excellent. And one of the things he talked about is when you get to the point where you work your way up to be a head coach, like the 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 stuff that makes you great really isn't even X and O related. He said because right. you're you're pretty much running an organization. You're a manager of men, so it gets to be like how to manage say, people. You, you got to get people to buy yeah. in. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, which is why like a lot of times coaches like will get gigs after the fact, speaking at corporations, talking to managers because mm-hmm. it's about like picking the right coordinator. Like sometimes if you pick the wrong coordinator, that could be your job. Or um, you know, just making sure people are all in the right place. So, you know, that's why Phil Jackson had Tex Winters install his offense, and he just ran that Zen shit on everybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But the thing is, like the the, the the ability to bring in the right people—that that's like crucial. That's crucial to being a coach. Like you know, imagine you bringing like the the, the 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 wrong coordinator, and he just like you know ruined your whole job. Which is why you see sometimes coaches just fire all their coordinators. But um, you know, all like, he was like, yeah, the principles of the 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 Tampa two defense, and, and have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You would know how to do this. But, <laughs> he definitely was on. He definitely was on the recruit John in the book, but the football parts were absolutely like. It was it was interesting to see his journey. Like the football parts of his book was absolutely fire. I ain't gonna lie about it. But he right. definitely did get in his Christian bag. But <laughs> but um. We'll talk about the right way to tackle him. That's you if you have a church home. Because yo, because people will come up to you. People will come up to you in the middle of like yo, just anywhere. Where's your church home? Huh? In the middle of something ratchet. Best I bet this cat. Yo, but listen, um, Matt Patricia, like, I realized he was a fraud. Tobias pointed out something to me. Shout out to Tobias, because uh, I don't know if he can call it a day, because, you know, <laughs> it's been our normal time. He was. He probably overslept. <laughs> yeah, I know. He pointed out something to me in the beginning of the season. I was like, yo, boy, is a fraud. He was like, the boy is a fraud, because this whole thing with this pencil in his ear, that he walks around with this pencil, yet the, the sheet he always carries is laminated. So what is he writing? All right, right, right. right. He just found a gimmick. That's his thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's his thing. Basically, he's doing that for marketing. He's doing Uh that for marketing. It's not even about coach. So, therefore, his mind is in the wrong place because he's trying to market his brand. Right. Uh, He's trying to get dolls made. He's trying to get bobbleheads with pencils in their ears. Shout out to Brendan Haywood on the bobblehead game. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we got to do that. That's exactly. We gotta get back on War Room Sports TV, man. If we can bring out the Brendan Haywood bobblehead. Um, yeah, we definitely do. Yeah. Yo, so this this game, like you said, like 
early early in the season, you would think this was promising, especially from the Bears' standpoint and the way that the, the Lions started out the season. Okay, you know, you look down the line, like, okay, this division, the North is going to be up for grabs later on. It's going to be some matchups, that Thanksgiving Day matchup. People probably look forward to that. And Here we are. Uh, the Lions have been decimated by injuries. Uh, of course, Matt Stafford, a.k.a. young Dan Marino, since he's out, um, they really don't stand much of a chance. Not, you know, Driscoll's a pretty good backup quarterback. But, um, yeah, from a 3-7-1 three, three, hole, I don't really see uh, much happening for them. Now, the Bears, of course, their defense is still one of the better units in the league. But like you mentioned earlier, Jim, they pretty much at this time – if they aren't convinced yet, they're finding out like it's becoming painfully clear that their reach at quarterback a couple of drafts ago um, is not really panning out. I, don't, I'm, I can't speak on the future, whether it's going to ever pan out, but his opportunities might be, be running out. And with them kind of tanking, and I don't mean tanking purposely, but with their season kind of tanking, um, they might be in a position at some point to, go ahead and draft another quarterback. So, yeah, so what what are your thoughts on Mitchell Trubisky and and how do you pick this game today? Man, this is a tough game because, I mean, yo, the the board of the Lions got playing that quarterback, dog. He could, like, walk by me in the market. I wouldn't know who he is. Like, what's the board's name, the Lions quarterback? Uh, Driscoll. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's not even – He's not even playing. Um, rookie David Blau is playing because Driscoll is injured. So they, they're going in this yo. with their third-string quarterback. <laughs> yo, yo. And he still might yo, be better so, than Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, yo, and that's the, yo, that's the crazy part, yo. And the thing about Mitchell Trubisky, which makes it interesting, is, like, on draft night, I remember everybody saying that he wasn't that good. And the Bears, like, yeah, it was a reach. you know, one of the games. Yeah, it was a reach to get him. And it's like <laughs> – it's like crazy because all the scouts on draft night were saying he's garbage. So it's like no, they like they taking who he proved them right. Like what? He proved them right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not familiar with David Blau's body of work if he even has one. Um, so yeah, it's going to be pretty tough sledding for the Detroit Lions in this one. I see them going down to three eight and one. Uh, Chicago, especially with the defense that we just spoke about going against their third stringer, Mitchell Trubisky probably won't be asked or expected to do to have to win this game. So it should be, in my opinion, it should be a pretty easy win for the Chicago Bears. Um, I got Bears, let's say, shoot, <laughs> this might be something silly like 17 to 9. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, the, to me, I'm gonna have to pick the Bears just because, like, I don't know unless this third string quarterback ball is gonna come in and just be like, you know, what I mean, other than that, like, yo, I'm not picking a, a third string quarterback, dog. A third string, some teams don't even carry a third string quarterback. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? So I'm, 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 I'm gonna rock with the Bears. I'm gonna say something stupid too. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say fourteen to six. Alright. Something stupid. Sounds about Something right. stupid like that. Watch the game be like forty one thirty eight. It's gonna be fireworks in this joint. 
And then David Blonde will get a hundred million dollar contract next week because of uh, twenty. And then be ass again. Uh huh. All right, so stat of the week, real quick, and I see we got a couple calls on the line, so let's let's get into this uh, real quick, and then we'll go to the phone lines. The stat of the week is uh, your boy Joel Embiid. Um, he was held scoreless, zero points, for the first time in his NBA career. Um, in my opinion, I mean, I would never think that Joel Embiid would be held scoreless. But if you told me he was held scoreless and you asked me to guess the team, I would probably be 100% right on that. It was against the Toronto Raptors. And if you know anything about Joel Embiid and, you know, Sixer basketball, you know that um, even though they're cool, they're friendly, Mark Gasol has always been his nemesis, either Mark Gasol or um, Al Horford. Al Horford is now on his team, so that's one less nemesis that he has to face um, year in and year out. And even if you want to throw, you can throw the Joker in there, but not because the Joker defends him as well as those other guys, just because he goes back at him. So whatever Joel does, the Joker's probably going to um, cancel it out and maybe upstage him like he did early this season with um, with that game-winning shot. So Gasol, from his Memphis days to his Toronto days, as a matter of fact, the only reason Toronto traded all of that depth when people were like, yo, why are they trading all of these dudes? They traded for, for Gasol last year just because they knew at some point down the line in the playoffs they were probably going to run into the 76ers and Joel Embiid. Um, and if you notice, after they beat the Sixers in Game 7, Gasol didn't even play much throughout the rest of the playoffs. His minutes went down drastically because his job was pretty much done and there was no other big that they were going to face that, you know, gave them the same kind of threat as Joel Embiid. So scoreless, though, Jimmy, had 13 rebounds, four turnovers, and it wasn't just him going scoreless. It wasn't just the turnovers, but his play down the stretch was horrendous. Like he was – I mean, I know you were in the chat that night when this game was on, and I probably repeated yeah. at least 40 times in the chat, like, yo, this dude is killing the Sixers right now. Dumb passes, dumb fouls at the wrong time. Of course, zero points. What is it about Gasol and the Toronto Raptors defense that that will force them in? (laughs) Yeah, that's his that's his kryptonite. Cause and it's 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 weird to see, but it's also amazing to me because that was part of it. But then like Toronto's defense in general, um, they play excellent team defense. And it's amazing oh, to be watching him play this year. they running the quickest double teams to him that I've ever seen, and he really doesn't know what to do. Yeah. His pass Not at all. And the thing stretched. is, <laughs> it's also amazing to me to see, like, that, that run they went on, not just winning the chip, but the whole run, what that has done for the confidence of every player on that team. Like, all the cats that come back from last year, their confidence <laughs> is on a beam right now. And Shout out to Van Vliet. It, it's like, Swagger on a million. Yo, Van, Van Fleet, like, I told y'all uh, several shows ago, like, yo, Van Fleet is my new favorite player because you can't tell him that he's not the best guard in the league. Like, he, <laughs> yo, he got his that Swagger on a million, a million, and Siakam just like, look, I'm an all-star. What y'all talking about? <laughs> it's on. Yo, like, yo. <clears throat> Siakam trying to take the title of the best African player in the league from Joel because um, – <laughs> Yakum out here getting buckets, man. He getting buckets. Yeah. He trying to, you know what I mean? So, 
it's, it's interesting to watch, man. But that's that's very disappointing. Like, you can't get to the foul line and make one foul shot. Like, what's wrong with you, B? Like, you got to be more hey, aggressive. Dang. Like, he's an eighty-something percent foul shooter. Yo, to get him confidence, because um, he went to the line three times. The last of the three was a technical. And I think Brett Brown, I mean, he is a good foul shooter, but I think Brett Brown put him there to try to get him untracked, try to get him some confidence, and he missed that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just one of those nights, yeah. man, when it rains, it pours, and then you got, you know, you, you got Cole off and ass Drake sideline. Taunting you, somebody gonna punch dude one day. <laughs> Yo, but I mean, I, I he doesn't though. But after the game, you know, he's your best friend. But he be killing. Yeah, he, he had um, he had Meek with him. Meek was there with him uh, at the jump. Like so now they that now they went from you know they on they Jay Z and Nas joint where you go from like hitting each other like uh, now y'all gotta act yeah. like y'all best friends. But yeah, he brought him to the game. Friend. So and I, I mean, you know, it's playing the sixes, so I guess that's like good marketing. They, they probably set that up. Uh, both both of their teams mm-hmm. were like, "Yo, it's good marketing." So, yeah, but he was drawing. But um, it, it, man, like you said, when the rains it pours, but they 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 gonna have to see them later. So Toronto's get it tough. Together. Toronto's tough. Yeah, like yeah, like you yeah. knew there. You thought you think there would be a fall off because of Kawhi Leonard, and um, you know, some people jumped out out the window on the first night when they had a great game and. You know, said some things that's probably overboard. But Toronto's tough. I mean, because even they went into that game without Kyle Lowry, without um, um, Serge Ibaka, and I think they were missing one more person. So any excuses that, you know, the Sixers could have, well, Joe, Joe didn't give us anything. Well, they had two of their core players out of the game. So it's obvious that they're still going to be tough. So you got to, you know, <laughs> you got to come to play against these dudes. You can't come up I mean, and your imaginary sickness uh, comes up every time he plays against the Toronto Raptors. Because like Jimmy just said, first that's going to be a that's going to be a, a, a shout out to Hank. I want to say what he say. <laughs> shout out to brother yo, Billy Bay. Yo. Um, yeah, yeah, we got caught. Yeah, like you said, yo. man, they might have to see them again. So he need to get yo, that together. Toronto cause. right now. Toronto right now got a better record percentage wise than the Clippers, so you right. know what I'm saying. Take that for whatever you may. Um, like but Joe said about they, big they, men, I think a soul in Toronto got real estate in his head. They own real estate in his dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe right, it's about to like because it, you know, who knows, man? Because like Marcus Saul went from being like, I remember when he was younger, they thought he was going to be like the, the next great offensive talent, and he went from being that to like one of the best defensive big men. Um, right. I was about to forget people. He's a former defensive player of the year, so he's no slouch. Yeah. It's not just Joel yeah. he gives problems to, but Joel's supposed to be the best big in the league or one of the best two, um, however you slice it. And, you know, the defense he plays on him, he frustrates the dude every yeah. time. Even if Joel, Gasol, Gasol from- if he gets 20 against Toronto, it probably took him 22 shots. <laughs> Yo, this is, Gasol wants to be like one of those different. talented European guys for like being a tough guy. Like ever since like he seen those couple of years with uh with uh, your man Zach, Zach right. Randolph got him down there and toughened him up to the point where they start calling other people soft. So the funny thing you know, is he's so mild mannered, so you don't even look at him like that. But then when you watch him play, like yo, dude, tough as hell. <laughs> yeah, he, like he looks like he's done, but you can use him to defend cats. Let's go to the Powell phone line. Man, we got... Powell, Powell still give him 30 in his prime, though. 
<laughs> we got the we got the homie Tobias on the line. I believe he's oh. in Alabama. I believe he's in Alabama this morning. Roll damn tide. Yeah. Happy Turkey Day. What? <laughs> what up? Hey. Roll tide, fellas. Uh, I'm in God's country right now. What's going on? Listen, man, I just want to tell you, listen, man. I just want to tell you to be careful out there, man. I know you out there, you know, trying to find you, you know, some non-melanated ladies. But listen, be careful, man, because they don't, they don't hey. see this, you know. Hey, hey, don't get on me. You don't want to eat. Gr- hey, you are eating green bean casserole today, unlike me. So, uh. no, no sir, no sir, no sir, Reed Bob. Yo, as much as that term comes up, I don't even know what that looks like. Like what does green okay. bean casserole look like? Somebody send me a I photo no of idea. green bean casserole. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody they, get on that. I, I gotta Google that. I've probably seen that they at a company potluck to... or two in the past. Probably just ignored yep, it. It's, okay, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I say the company potluck. Yep, the one that, that no black people ever touch. Um, yeah. Ain't no, ain't no, ra- yeah, ain't no raisins in my grub, Tobias. No, but, ra- but, no raisins will be eaten in my my grub, man. He don't know about the War Room Company potluck, though, that happens over a whole weekend every February. We're going to send y'all pictures this year. Ain't no green bean casserole oh going on there. Oh, my Just God. Ignorance. We get, but yo, Tobias, man, <laughs> I, I, actually, I, actually gave you, I actually gave you props in the, earlier in the show. I don't know if you heard, man. I gave you props. I said I told people that um, you were the one who pointed out to me that Matt Patricia was a fraud. When you, when you, when you pointed out that, um, that pencil. pencel. Oh, yeah, he yeah, had pencil yeah, and laminated yeah, sheet. You're right, no. Yeah. And, you know, me and my dad, I was hanging out with my dad yesterday, right? And we was talking about how, you know, what, what's his name? Uh, the last coach they had, Caldwell, black coach, went nine and seven, three straight years and firing him. The white guy ain't do nothing. Jimbo Fisher got the job at Texas A&M, replaced Kevin Sumlin. Ain't done no better. Uh, or even like at Texas with Tom Herman replaced Charlie Strong, ain't done no better. You notice how, like, when they fire us to bring the shiny new white toy in, the white boy doesn't do as good or even worse. Yeah, that's the I, and funny thing is I didn't put all those together, but that is like uh, you could you could name. Yeah, you're right. He did go nine and seven three times. Like I forgot about that. You know why I yeah. forgot about that? Because like in my head they're just the Lions. Like so I never expect him to do well. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. know which way one more to that. Which is funny because Matthew Stafford is going in his career is like one of the greatest quarterbacks statistically speaking to ever play the game of football. And young Dan, young Marina, it's going to be a bunch of it's going to be a bunch of meaningless numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Already he had quit yet because he keep getting money. Everybody else like Barry, hey. Barry couldn't take it no more. Uh, <laughs> I know Lions early. Megatron yeah. was like, yo, I'm done with y'all cats. Barry was like, yo, I'm done. out, man. Like, you know, what has to go on in that franchise for dudes? For, I Like, those are two dudes that a lot of people out there would argue the best ever at their position or top three, top five yeah. at their position of all time. I got, I got the yeah, answer for you. They just tap out. When they have, I like, they can have all-time records, but they just tap out. Like, peace. I, I got the answer for you. The, the What's the answer? I got the, I got the answer for you. It ties in Lamar Jackson. It's not how high you go, it's where you go. And, um, and <laughs> look where they went. Look what, look what Emma Smith. Yeah, it, it, look, look what Emma Smith went. 
And he's not even half the talent Barry Sanders was. But you know, it, uh, yo, just I'll about you one thing, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Emmett is, is is as talented as Barry. Probably not, right? But I think that for a lot of times, Emmett gets disrespected, man, because. Emmett, Emmett, people always say, oh, the offensive line, which is true. He had an amazing offensive line. Emmett was talented, man. Like, Emmett even yeah. had, like, a couple of flashes in Arizona where he showed you, I said, because Emmett, to me, from someone who watched, watching the game, Emmett had the best balance of any running back I've ever seen play, and his vision was amazing. I think Emmett gets pooped on. People act like Emmett didn't have game. He just played behind an amazing line. But Emmett was very talented, man. He didn't take he didn't take the big hit either, and that's one reason that he left so he stayed so long. Because Emmett was like, hey, I'm that's going out of part bounds. Of his the game, business though. decision. That, that's part and of that's his smart. Game. That's part of his game. And that was smart yeah. too, because look how long he lasted. But uh, even like Lamar, right? Air, air, air. Skill, yeah. Vision. And you know, if, his Don't vision is amazing. Hit. Watch him play at Florida. Watch him play at Florida. The way that he sees the whole like. That that stuff is talent, man. He's, he was very talented, right. but I don't think that – I think that because he played at a time when Barry played, and they always compare those two. They always say, Emmett, when they, Barry was always running for his life. I mean, part of the reason Emmett didn't run for his life That's is because of his vision. <laughs> That's why he quit. He, he, because he, he ran, was always running for his life. Emmett, Emmett didn't run backwards. Emmett ran straight into the side. He had very amazing balance. Yeah. He was like perfect we were, for that I like Trent Richardson. We were maligned Emmett Smith for – how good the Cowboys line was, but like Jimmy said, that takes vision. Like I've seen running backs. Um, shout out to the dude that played oh. with the Eagles last year, Adams. I've seen dudes run past holes that you can run a Mack truck through and just miss it. Like, like, yo, what are you doing, that dude? Yo, like, I've seen Ricky Waters get the ball, have a hold inside. Ricky Waters would get the, get the ball, have a hold the size of like the biggest street in America, and start jumping just because that's what he did. Like. Like, what is this jump? Like, what are you jumping man. for? I still say that was bad as Trent. Now was bad as Trent Richardson, man. That dude, yo, he was. Hey. Hey. Show, hey. We used to say, yo, we think Trent. We think Trent Richardson needed LASIK or something, man. This dude was <laughs> running fast, holes the size of superhead, and, and just wouldn't like. I'm like, yo, yo and, and go the opposite <laughs> way. Like, what, like you're trying to prove something. Like, I ain't gonna run through that hole. Thank y'all, but I don't need it. <laughs> It was, it was like Hercules. He looked like he had game. And I don't know what he was doing. I guess, hey, Tobias, like, look, we got our use out of you. You was great in Alabama. I don't know what the hell he did. Yeah, he I know. Play. Hey, he got us a national title. Got two national titles out of him. We're good. But uh, you know what? No, like, y'all, people talking about Lamar, right? Hey, everybody thought, oh, all these teams passed on him. Lamar, let me talk to you for a second, young man. Aren't you glad right now you went to the Ravens and picked 31 or 32, whatever it was, instead of the Cleveland Browns? Right. The Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Buffalo. The fact of the matter I mean, is, sometimes, people act like, like you come into the draft, though, to... you're looking for that bread. So, but, yeah. you know, he, he got a chance to earn it back. But, you know, I can see why people are, get upset at first. But sometimes you land in a so great we, position. I mean, it's funny though when we play that game because we can play that game with pretty much any team ever. Like, look who you passed on. I mean, the yeah. fact of the matter is, even at the even in season one, cats were saying he should switch positions. Like they were mad even when they made the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, he he's this this is why. No matter like how good you are at high school, even before high school, in college, like you can't really measure someone's heart. 
and how much they work on their game. Because there's guys who probably just are so talented but don't put forth the effort. Like, you can see that he, he worked in the offseason because he's coming back with stuff in the second season, and it could be maturity. But you see things in his game that he didn't have last year. Um, so you can't measure that. Like, you can't measure someone's work ethic and, and how much heart they have. Uh, so that's why you see guys who are uber talented, t- the Tim Thomas type guys who have every like you know thing available to them, and they get to the league and it just doesn't you know doesn't show. So, toolbox. I mean, but you're right. Tim, where Tim you're the drafted, toolbox. Where you're drafted. Yeah, where you're drafted does matter because you know you can end up like you know David Carr when you become shell shock. You have talent, but you're so afraid of getting sacked that uh, you know. What's his name? Not 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 Derek Carr, David Carr, whatever um, whatever David. Carr. It, 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 it was David Carr, yeah. The Carr that got David, in a lot of accidents. David. <laughs> the Carr, yeah, yeah, David Carr, who used to get yo boys to get <laughs> sacked like like if they had three downs, he would get sacked at least two of them every time out. Yeah, I will <laughs> never forget that ESPN ad where they had this dude walk up and his line was invisible. I'm like, yo, if yo, that the was a NFL game. Direct TV, wasn't it? Yeah. Somebody, but if the network that's playing your game are making fun of you because you have no line, yeah, like yeah. I'm yeah, no point, somebody in the front office needs to take heed to that. Like you're a joke right now, and you drafted this highly touted prospect, and you're ruining him because he's going to be afraid of human touch. Like his wife probably felt the effect <laughs> yeah, he probably, of how many he times he got hit. Yeah, he probably got intimacy <laughs> issues later in life. He's going to be curled up in the bed, like leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, like, man, I, I got to ask y'all about the Lakers, man. I got to ask you about the right, Lakers, yeah, so like yeah, LeBron. We got some, we got some people on the line. Right. The buyers like, look, it's yeah, early yeah, because, yeah. Because I was talking, I, I, I was talking to a lady, right, and we was like, LeBron probably time. nobody was saying this, but but LeBron probably got humbled last year. Because you know how he can just chill out, drink wine when he was in the Eastern Conference, and like, yeah, I'll show up on LeBron. But like, when the in the West, it's a whole different ball game because so many more teams are competitive. You don't have eight Chicago Bulls lying around the East, totally dysfunctional, and you got crap coaches and white privilege general managers who unqualified to get jobs. No, I don't is like it, to give Ron excuses, but I still wish he would have never got Because he might have still Is it humbled or is it rest? Is it humble or did he get rest? Because remember, this is the first time LeBron didn't have to play like late into the season. Like, you know, he's still human. So, is it humble or did he actually get some rest? Because yeah, he had a lot of time to react on, on the Balco tree. Yeah, but 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 but, but you yeah, know how, like, he, uh, from, how, how his demeanor is too. His demeanor. But I know you guys got to run. I want to say, you know, stay woke, fellas. Alabama by at least. Two by ten points to the Iron Bowl. You, God bless America and God bless Roll Tide. You guys have a great day. Man, stay woke and then start talking about Alabama. I know. <laughs> like, that, that's how he, well, he he in Alabama, so he got to act that way. Let me find out if something in the air. Yeah, we got um, Phil Matic three sixty five, one of the hosts of Yo. the Tissue and the Tape podcast on the line. Phil Matic, what up? You're what's up, fellas? What's good? Happy Phil, what's up, King? Listen, man, I got a you already know, man. I, 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 I might be I might be throwing grease on this fire, but I want to congratulate Phil. His his man from the U and his ex 49er. Um, 
Frank Gore has moved into third place on the all-time rushing list. I don't want to tell y'all about all of the, the arguments between him and, and Jimmy. <laughs> no, because he's a perfect point for me. No, see, he's a perfect point for me already. Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Don't think I'll be slandering Frank. I don't be slandering Frank. I actually like Frank Gore. I think I do like Frank Gore. I just I'm just being honest. When I'm honest, when I'm looking at his numbers, like I just don't think he'll be. And Dev brought up a, a excellent like Megatron. Megatron, as good as he was, like yo, I forget at times he played football already. Like, because he played for the Lions, just like like Tad was. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, and Frank Gore played for everybody. So like some some cats like <laughs> they can have great numbers. It just don't matter. Frank Gore played for for one of the the, the uh. The cornerstone franchises in American sports. So you let's chill right there. And you made and you made the perfect point for me already that uh his balance, the way he hits the hole, that's hey baby, that's Frank Gore. He was Emmett Yo. Smith without the line. Yo, he was what up, Emmett Chant? Smith without <laughs> Room said what up, Chant. But um he was Frank Gore with he Frank Gore was Emmett Smith without the line, without Jimmy Johnson. Without Michael Irvin, without Troy Aikman, so so all that, doing all those compliments she was giving Emmitt Smith, that is Frank Gore. That's why he is one of them. Yeah. So I know I know he doesn't yeah. get the accolades and everything that or the props. You just said he, he shouldn't deserve. Smith without listen. In that case, I'm Michael Jordan without the athleticism, without being six six. <laughs> like, no, come on, man. Had, no, no, come no, on, no, man. no, no, no. He had all he had all the talent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this up minutes. He's gonna do this for another hour. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not gonna do this. That's not why I'm here. No, no, listen, but this, still, all I'm saying is no slander. I'm not trying to slander the ball. I'm just trying you to say every time you refuse, you refuse to say it's just it's just what we do as 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 homies is what we do in the chat room because yo. I think like the only re- like Jimmy be slandering the hell out of him, but it's really only to get it filled. I'm like, damn, Frank don't deserve that. <laughs> yo, he's doing, he's doing the that Frank this yo. morning just cause. <laughs> yo, yo, yo coming out. Yo, Phil, but Phil, you gotta pick my point though. You gonna have to admit my point. Like I'm not slandering. Hey, Phil, that was but that was kind of me instigating. But let's not. But let's not act. I'm let's just... not act. Let's not act like what I'm saying isn't true. That's all I mean. Like Frank is a great player, but let's not act like cats are gonna be bringing his name up 20 years from now. Like they're just not. Like but, 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 but talk about this all the time. That was me. Hey Phil, that was me trolling Jimmy into trolling you. I be trolling Jimmy to troll y'all. That's the double, the double troll. The double troll. Yeah, man. Y'all, 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 that was like thousand kicks on it. I peeped it, but um, no, man. It, it, with 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 Frank, he's not going to get mentioned. But you, what we always in that's our all I'm saying though. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. But but Pete, Pete, though, we can't. He just can't do he just saying it in a rude way. Bro. He just be killing ball. Yeah, <laughs> we can't do what they do because just, you right, talk so about I people all the time that don't know the game. Be killing Art I, Monk. I think you pissed because I, I said meaningless. I think you pissed because I said yeah. meaningless. But I mean, at the end of the day, these are meaningless numbers, though. Like, yo, Dominique Wilkins but, had a bunch but, of but meaningless then you numbers. Like, they're meaningless. Who has even more meaningless numbers than, than Frank? If you want to really bust I think it down. He, I like him too. I like yo. him too. I like Frank. I like both of them. Paul. But you don't, you don't, but, you don't slander. Fr- 
Larry like you do Frank. Because and nobody else gets to push you, you just, <laughs> Because you, if you I slander Larry, if I, gotta, listen, if, if, I slander, if I slander Larry, guess what? Everybody going to agree with me. Because y'all going to say, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you refuse to admit what I'm I saying is true. I already, I already used Larry in my, in my uh, examples. When we talking about Art Monk, I brought If I say Larry got meaningless numbers and nobody will remember, are y'all going to say Because he played in yeah, one of the right. two hotel towns, man. The Cardinals not even a real football team. You know, they had their they shining moment. But a cornerstone yeah, franchise in American sports, San Francisco football. Yeah, but, but anything with – That's Anytime he ran for 10,000 yards with San Fran, anytime you do something on one of the cornerstone franchises – it's automatically magnified. It's why it's why Megatron can be forgotten because he played for Detroit. It's yeah, about where I don't you think it'll, I don't think it'll be magnified. I mean, you even said yourself, Bull had a regional deal. What's a regional deal? Like, dude, every, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, everybody has he, he regional for deals. The, listen, <laughs> listen, though, listen though, he, played, deal. he played for the Niners, yeah, he right? Did. He played for the Niners. Who did he play for after that? He played. He went to um. He went to the Colts after that. All right. So how many yards did he have total? He was supposed to come to the Eagles. Yeah, sixteen thousand and some change. And he got, he got, so he got ten thousand of the fifteen thousand with the Niners. Yes. So that means yeah, he got five thousand with like five other teams, with three other teams. Relax. Okay. All right. I thought he played for. Oh no. All right. He played for. All right. So he got. That's why he asked him. How the ball get in this conversation? You see, state. And then, and then here's the other thing. He plays running back. Anybody that – the average lifespan for a running back is like two or three months in the NFL. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, if you – so, so, so the fact <laughs> that, that he's played My point is this. He has never been – he position. has never been one of the – he's never been the best at his position ever, right? He's never been the best at his position, right? Um, Sometimes you just hear the just wrong feel, people. Yeah, I just, he, I just literally, had, I just literally feel my only point in in, in, in saying anything. I, I'm not even negative. I'm just saying that his numbers, in the grand scheme of things, will not negative. be remembered. He's he's not reliable. I'm, I'm you know the what? Same thing. You know who? But, but you you like, you're, you're talking about him. you're talking about everyday fans though. You're not talking about people that know the game. Like like I mean, you have a but even people show. that know the I game mean, don't bring him. I talk to people that know he's football. Gonna be, he's gonna be he's gonna be like Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin don't get his props. Exactly, exactly. And Curtis he should. Martin don't even get mentioned but Curtis anymore. Martin, like but, a lot of people that, forgot. Like, if you Curtis start Martin naming back, you're not even going to name him. And he probably in the top. But that doesn't mean Curtis, Curtis Martin, Martin wasn't good. That doesn't no, no, mean no, I never Martin said he wasn't good. good. No, I'm bringing him up because Curtis Martin was great. But, you know, people. Phil. That's all I want to hear. I never once said that the gentleman wasn't good. Come on, say it. Say Tate Frank is great, right. and, and we'll do no, I will bring it. Tate Frank is great. He's a good running back. He's a good running back. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Is he, is he, at, the, is on, he at the table, though? Is he at the table? He, he, he's serving. He, he, he at the end. He at the end. He, get, he might get some macaroni last. <laughs> he, he might get some macaroni last. But, yeah, he's I mean, he might get the table, though. Listen. It, it only he might, he might get the table. table. He might get that that burnt corner. Only I mean, only way he's at the table. Only way at the table is if it's his pleasure because he's serving. But he's not at the table. Though. <laughs> oh, see, see, yeah. did you say stuff like that, that's, man? That's no shock. Anybody with fifteen thousand yards is at the table. I'm not putting I'm anybody not putting with fifteen thousand yards is at the table. Hey, and I just got to oh, remind man. you, Curtis Martin is number five. Curtis Martin is who Frank Gore passed right before he passed Barry. And so I ain't putting it at the table either. 
Yeah, because you got people after them like Ladanian, um, Eric Dickinson, and, Tony uh, Dorsett, Jim Brown, Marshall Falk. Come on, man. People, hey, you know, now we're talking, like, now, now we talking, we talking about the elite. <laughs> but Dyfus might not even catch him. And you stay bigging him up. But, but um, Dyfus, uh, Adrian Peterson. Oh, I don't like him. He's number six right now. Yo, I don't like him. I don't like him. Was he holding on? He, it had, he, now, he's going to play for every team in the league and try to get the Austin, 16th um, out. He often was not here to defend himself, so let's slander him. He's the one that brought up AP when you had brought up Frank before. He asked you. He um he had he had asked you. He said, "Do you think that Frank is better than AP?" And that's how that whole thing started of them being comparison points. I don't. I'm not really a biggest AP fan either, though. Yeah, he's gonna go from he's gonna go from great to accumulator at some point because he's just gonna keep popping but, up but everywhere. And here, here, here's the other thing too, because the way the game is played now. And running backs, you know, you, every team has using three or four running backs. The committee, that hit, mm-hmm. those numbers are going to last pretty. They're gonna, they're gonna, unless the game. Yeah, I mean, changes, the game is going to have which, to have another change until. until yeah, and until I don't see that Frank Gore gets. See, that's Frank the Gordon bad part. Anthony Lamar Jackson. Frank Gore is like Lamar Jackson. Hey, real quick before I go, because I know y'all probably got mad calls and other topics to get to. I just want to say. uh uh, it's Alien vs. Predator on, on Sunday, man, because uh, Lamar Jackson's an alien. My, my guy's got predators. If we can't stop him, I don't, I don't know who can. And I, it's going to be probably the toughest task. Even, I, don't, I ain't even talking about the Russell Wilson joint because we should have won that. But that's a whole other topic. Uh, but Lamar Jackson is incredible, man. He is, right. he is uh, Michael Vick running Colin Kaepernick's offense in – Yo, you know, Greg Knapp was, so, was the 49ers offensive coordinator when uh, when Kaepernick took them to the Super Bowl, and that's who that's who Lamar has now. So getting this they're running the same exact that, play. That's big enough Lamar to have to find a way to big up his, his I know, his, I know, I know what he's game. really doing, but but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time though, that's a great point though, Phil, because like those are some of the things about football that people don't realize. Like we always talk about timing in terms of where you're at, who's your coach, everything matters, man. Like, you can get the wrong Absolutely. coordinator and end up outside the league, or you can get the right guy, and you can end up, like, you know, coming into coming into your own. But I got to ask you a question before you get out of here, man. We got to talk about what really matters, yes, man, because you, I know I know for a fact you probably finished the Irishman already, and you're the only person I could talk to. Dev is only two <laughs> hours in. So without, without giving Segment, up any spoilers, um, without giving up any spoilers, where do you rank this um, uh, amongst uh, Scorsese's body of work? <laughs> I mean, storytelling is a masterpiece, man, and that—that's not even prisoner of the moment. That's just what it is. It's same thing. Because I, I read said, the book. Same thing I said. I—I—I read, I read the book. I written. Shout out to the shout out to the written. Um, the book. And uh, I heard you paint houses. And yeah. he, he obviously he couldn't get everything in there from the book, but he did a masterful job of being able to tell that story. He tried, but in three a way. hours he damn near tried. He's oh no, dude, he, he definitely he definitely tried it. It, I, he probably would have got a fork if Netflix would have let him get it all. Um, it, it always makes me wonder, just as a side note, they I always wish they would do something like that, maybe as a six-part, uh, one-hour series, and just do six mm-hmm. parts, and then you can tell, like, the whole story, and then you don't feel like you you getting uh, OD with content. You know, you, right. it's like you yeah. just do a, a, a short-run miniseries. But you know what the difference said, is these days, um, Phil? Like, back in the that? day when I liked the movie, like, I watched it a million times. Like, I'm not much of a repeater of movies these days, especially something 
That's three and a half Only hours long. Comedy for so me. it's going to be difficult it's for me to rank stuff. it. Maybe not among Scorsese's, but I'm saying that because I think, I personally think Goodfellas might be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> That's oh, just me. Goodfellas is, here, here's how crazy it was. His so magnum I, didn't, opus. I didn't, that's not a, I didn't watch it. Although somebody will tell you Casino is better. Nah, nah, nah. There's a person out there that'll tell you that. Nah. Casino is great, but it was Goodfellas knockoff. Here's the thing. Can it be a knockoff if the same person did it, though? <laughs> and the same like actors Polo, played? Polo <laughs> Polo, he stayed with his team. Is it Polo and Chaps? Is it one of them situations? It's not Here's the thing, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, Here's it's the thing, though. Ralph. I watch. It ain't Ralph, though. The movie was so good. The movie was so good to me. The storytelling was so amazing that, like, I watched it in two settings. So I was watching it, but then I had to make a run. So I'm in the car with my wife, and I'm, like, zoned out. And she was like, yo, what are you over there thinking about? I was like, I'm thinking about hurrying the hell up from the store so I can get home and finish other right. Iron Man. Like, <laughs> no, like, the funny thing is, it like, was yo. that good. And we talked about segments. I could have finished it, but it was, you know, too many no, people. I didn't even feel like I watched attention. three and a half hours. I didn't even feel like I watched <laughs> No, it definitely three didn't feel was, like three and a half. Yeah. When I was telling him, Phil, earlier at the beginning of the show, I said, the, I figured it out yesterday what it is about the way the boy makes movies. I said, it was damn near a documentary within a, a yeah. drama because, like, the way the way he has people narrating while stuff is going on and, like, nobody's, like, there's no the narration. Everything, narrating. The narration is yeah, fire. Man. Like, that's yeah. fire. So, it's not, 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 it's we're going to look for a new episode oh, we, of we, we talked about bringing, uh We talked about bringing it back specifically for this, and I I think that's something that can still uh, happen. i got to talk to my better half and uh, see right. see how that goes. Yeah. But uh, as always, fellas, it's always a pleasure talking to y'all. Uh, I'm going to try to get on here more, especially if these dudes make a run. You, you're going you're going to hear my voice. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, not that night is just Phil wants to call him more. <laughs> Not a Niners Joe Phil will start calling them more because the Niners is rocking these days. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, it, no! This is actually as great as I, as much as I love it. It's it's the most difficult thing for me, Paul. Uh, it because it's it's one of them things where I be so I be so like the games be so intense. I can't really I'm enjoy it. It's always like that because like, like, when your team when you, good, when you, you four care and twelve, right. when you four and twelve, every every play every good play is gravy. When you Stress when free. you when you ten and one, it's man like you know I'm losing a little bit of hair I got left. You know I mean, yeah. so okay. <laughs> nah, yo. Remember last get that like two get years that ago, treatment. the Green Gang was a uh, ten and ten and one and lost the starting quarterback, so it got real stressful. I feel you. Yeah, man. <laughs> but but man, as always, y'all y'all enjoy yourself and uh, I keep rocking you know, on being the best sports right, show man. in the world. We appreciate it, right, homie. Have a good All day. Right. You too. All One right. piece. All right, y'all make sure your hip hop heads out there listen to uh, Tissue in the Tape Hip Hop Show with Philmatic 365 and uh, Savad uh, Davis backwards um, on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, just go to warroomsports.com. We got Gus Griffin on the line uh, with his investment picks for this turkey day. And this uh, NFL Sunday, so let's get Gus on on the line. Gus, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. Good morning. Happy struggle for the Native Americans people. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we, we <laughs> were talking about that earlier. Like you know, I, we all celebrate. If, if you want to call it celebrate, we do this for a whole different reason than they try to teach you in school. It's just about oh yeah, family, food, and football at this point. 
because uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, 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 about yeah. that particular holiday that you need to be celebrating. But oh yeah, yeah, like, my my better half is um she she just she's seen a, a grandchild for the first time um yesterday. So you know those, those things you cherish, spending time with family. Right. Um, okay. but you know you can do that um without. Um, you know, reinforcing that false narrative, which really, in some cases, is the it's the original false narrative in the, in the country's history. So, right, and I'm be I'm gonna spend the day teaching my kids that what they're telling them in school is not true. Exactly. <laughs> Don't listen to that. <laughs> We're just gonna do this for the family and this food that, you know, mommy only gonna she only cook like this once or twice a year. So we gonna we gonna have fun with it. All right, man. Two and three last week. 30 and, nine, 30 and 29 overall, still hovering above 500. We got to get it moving here. We're going to start off with the Saints-Falcons, and this is an over-under. Um, Saints-Falcons over-under number is 49. Where are you going with this one? You got to believe the Saints are going to make adjustments from that beatdown the Falcons put on them. Uh, their last three games since that um, Falcon loss, they've gone over um, the Falcons have regressed, but they always play well against the Saints, so I'm taking the over. All right. And we got uh, the Panthers versus the Washington professional football team. Panthers are a 10-point favorite in this one. Where are you going? Tough loss for the Panthers um, against the Saints. Um, I think they're going to come back strong. I don't usually lay double-digit points, but the the Washington team is what we thought they were. A few people might get fooled by them beating the Lions, not me. I'm taking the Panthers and laying that 10 points. All right. And um, Phil Maddock, who just got off the line with us, he's a, a 49ers diehard. Um, and everybody knows what's going on. In, <laughs> everybody knows what's going on in Baltimore right now with the emergence. The, the man, Lamar Jackson has arrived. We just need him to sustain it because, you know, the only thing the, the haters have left to say now is, well, we'll see in, in a year or two. So he has to sustain this. Um, but right now, this is a very big game. Uh, interconference matchup, 49ers-Ravens. The over-under on this game is 47. What do you think? Uh, Kyler Murray gave the San Francisco defense fits twice. I mean, what reason is there to believe Lamar Jackson won't do the same? And uh, Garoppolo is playing at his highest level so far, so I'm taking the over there. Man, the, the Ravens be out here getting these overs by themselves half the time. <laughs> that exactly. <laughs> so then you got uh, the Raiders at Arrowhead to see the Chiefs. The Chief, the Raiders are a ten point underdog in this one, going in the Arrowhead. How do you see this playing out? That's a bounce back game for the Raiders. They got humiliated by the Jets, but they've actually they actually were on the road for a, over a month, which if you include their their buy and their um. A London trip. So, and they, I think they came out about three and two on that trip. They did actually better than most people thought they would. So they travel relatively well with last week being, I'm, I'm going to assume it was an aberration. It's a rivalry. So I'm taking the Raiders plus that 10. All right. We've got another over under here. We got the Buccaneers and the Jaguars. Uh, the over under number on that one is 48.5. Yeah. Anybody who takes an under with the Buccaneers is I'm, – I'm not sure what, what they're paying attention to. Jacksonville has been scoring um, pretty good lately, too. Both teams are trending up, so I'm taking the over. 
Yeah, you, you got to because Jameis, you know, he's going to give the other team short field. He keeps to both score. teams in the game. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying then once they do that, then he's going to get on track and he's going to put up some numbers trying to keep a minute or bring them back. Yeah, you you pretty much got to go over with the Bucks most of the time. Um, we have the Cardinals versus the Rams. Uh, the Cardinals are at home, but they are a three-point underdog. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff is lost. I mean, I, I don't know other, any other word to describe um, where he's at right now. It, it's kind of amazing that in a year a quarterback can regress that much. I know film gets out, but this is this is pretty. This is more dramatic than Trubisky's uh, leveling off and drop off. Um, the Cardinals have played a lot of. They've lost a lot of close games. I got them plus the three and a half. Actually, I think this is going to be one of the upsets of the week. Okay, because of um, uh, golf struggles, is Sean McVay no longer a genius? Well, I mean, and I know it's a little different with a coach and a player, but I, I'm, I, I try to avoid the captive of the moment thing. And, and you know, you're talking about Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's magical to watch right now. But, uh, you know, again, gotta you got to avoid. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, you know, my question on his sustainability is, is, is the style of play. Nobody's sustained it with that many quarterback carries. Um, it's more that than it is his ability. That's, that, that's never been a question in my mind. But um, so, I, I, you know, I think McVay is a, is a bright mind still. I've, I've always felt that, but I hold off on labeling anyone genius. That's the thing. He's so young. He has time to, to, to get there. But we don't, you know, exactly. we as a society, we don't allow that time. You have a spark, and oh yep. my God, he's a genius, and this and that, and we gotta give people time to grow because they're gonna have some growing pains. Everything's not always gonna be great, and then as soon as that happens, then we're calling them bad. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it, it plays well for it plays well for well, really for what we're engaging in now. It plays well for the. It plays well for that, but in terms of substantive. Uh, or, 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 you know, some kind of reasonable thinking, you know, that doesn't sell as well. That's just the reality no. of it. You know, it no. says something, no. like you said, about our society. All right. So we, uh, we have the Texans versus the Patriots. The Texans are a three point underdog. Um, I believe the Texans are at home. Yeah. Three point dog. They are at home. To the, all right. I got, okay. The Patriots offense is just pedestrian. I mean, that's the only way you can describe it. Um, I, but their defense is is elite. Um, they're fully capable of taking away um, DeAndre Hopkins. But Will Fuller has a has come back and he, and he's capable of a big game. I I'm taking the Texas plus the three, and I'm also seeing this as one of the upsets. Okay, uh, Texans upset the Patriots. I I keep waiting like. I mean, not that I'm you know, I'm not a Patriot hater or anything like that, but I just keep waiting for them to drop a game because their offense is very pedestrian right now, but they just keep finding ways to win. Um, they do. We'll the one, one other thing to remember about the Patriots, they're going for their fourth consecutive Super Bowl appearance. It's only happened once um, to what I feel is one of the most underappreciated teams in certainly in NFL Buffalo. history, if not sports history, the Buffalo Bills. Going to four straight, right. they played a – they played a total of nine additional games in, over that four-year period, and the fifth year they they dropped to seven and nine. They're just tired, 
And you right. know, so the, I mean, I, the Patriots could very well take a turn like that for the, many of the same reasons. Okay. All right. So we got another over under here. We got the uh, Vikings and the Seahawks. Over under is forty nine. Yeah, both declining defenses, both uh, improving offenses. Um, again, no one's afraid to go to Seattle anymore. I think this is going to be a shootout, and I'm taking the over. All right. And last but not least, you mentioned them already, but for the people who didn't catch it, uh, what are your upset specials for the week? Cardinals over the Rams, Texans over the Patriots. Oh, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more long shot. Don't be shocked if the Bengals beat the Jets. They, they're, okay. they're getting Dalton back. Um my boy, uh, Boyd, if they ever get some stability at quarterback, Boyd can be a star at receiver. Um, so, uh, you know, don't, don't be shocked if they if they get that win this weekend. Is A.J. Green ever going to play? I'm asking for my wife's fantasy team. <laughs> because he's been, holding, <laughs> he's been holding her roster hostage <laughs> for about 12 weeks now. Like, come on, A.J. Look, look, I had Antonio Brown, so I don't have any sympathy <laughs> for anybody with any <laughs> fantasy struggles, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one. <laughs> I'm like, just drop him. Like, he ain't helped your team this far. If he does come back, he might not even do much. I'm like, yeah, at this dude. point. He just won't drop the dude. All right, man. We we appreciate you joining us for our special time. I know it's, it's early, and, you know, this is a day where people yeah, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. No, no problem. No problem. We're going to go out and do the family Family football game in about an hour or so. So, yeah. so you pre gaming right now. All right. Yeah. Hurt, <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We talk to you next week. Take care. All right. All right. It's Gus Griffin, everybody. Make sure you go to, uh, make sure you go get those those bets in. Matter of fact, go to mybookie.ag, put in that promo code WARROOM, all caps. Put, place your bets, people. All right. Uh, quote of the week, man. Quote of the week, Jim. This is short but sweet. Like, truthfully, I don't know if I've heard anything more real. And the quote of the week is <laughs> funny when you first sent this to me. They have to be perfect for 12 rounds. I only have to be perfect for two seconds. And that quote comes from heavyweight champion uh, Deontay Wilder, who just defeated uh, Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, in a rematch with a seventh-round knockout with a vicious right hand. Um, The reason why I say this is the realest quote that you would ever hear is because just like every other fight Deontay Wilder is in, this dude damn near loses every second of every match. (laughs) Every time, and he hunts and he lands that big right hand, and it's all she wrote. He knocks your block off. Um, Luis couldn't get up for the count. He said he thought the count at the end. He said he, he went down with a clear head. Um, he heard the ref say seven, so he started to get up. He said he think the count went a little quick, but, you know, he didn't harp on it. Like, he's not using it as an excuse. He didn't harp he on it after the eyes were great. <laughs> yeah, but how really is that quote, though? Because anytime no. Deontay Wilder fights, like he gets a boxing lesson from everybody he fights, but it's difficult to do that for twelve rounds without getting caught with one of those 
cannonballs that he has hanging off his right wrist. Um, crazy, man. <laughs> well, first off, first off, I just want to send a shout out to the brother who, um, you know, felt the need to upload the whole uh, match on YouTube the very next morning, although it got removed. Because um, as a as a as a wash brother who can't make it, um, you know, at night to watch a fight anymore, because I'll be Appreciate knocked it. out. Um, it was definitely appreciated. So I watched the whole fight the, like the next morning before it got yanked down. You know what I'm saying? Come and get me. But um, at the, yeah, the crazy part is one of the comments in the, um on the YouTube channel because I wasn't the only one watching it was like, yo, it's it's unfair. It's almost like he has a machine gun in the ring and just decides when he wants to use it. <laughs> and, right. and, it, and it's funny though because the one thing about this fight I will give him credit for he still he seems to still be getting better, and many people forget that he didn't start fighting until he was 19, which is like late for someone to become a you know professional and and, and compete at this level. Um, so I, I think he's getting better because he just he didn't do the Deontay Wilder usual where he's out there throwing wild punches trying to kill somebody. Yeah, he, he's um, trying to box. He still. And he was trying he to box. He still was losing. Let's not get it wrong. He still was losing, but <laughs> his patience is getting better, and he picked his spot. And when he picked his spot, boom! Once the ball got comfortable in there, because the ball was getting comfortable because he was giving out lessons, yeah. boom! Right, it's over. See, like it's over. The only chance that anybody has of beating this dude because it, it's going to be difficult. I mean, Tyson Fury made it to the decision, but he kind of didn't because. He's yeah. giving him a lesson all that night. In, that, in the 10th round, you know, he caught him with one of those shots that no matter what the scorecard says, you know how judges judge fights. That's going to change the complexion of the whole fight. You know what I mean? So you kind of didn't make it. Like, he yeah. needs to find somebody who has boxing skills and knockout power. That's the only chance you're going to have of beating this dude. Because it's really going to be difficult to get through an entire 12 rounds without getting caught with something that's going to knock you off your square. So we know every time he has a fight, you know, the comparisons start and everybody want to bring up Mike Tyson and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they want to make sure they say, you know, how would Mike Tyson in his prime fare against Deontay Wilder? Which I think is it's an unfair question kind of because Deontay Wilder stands like they'll say that like Deontay could beat a prime Mike Tyson, but then they start naming fights as their examples that's way outside of Mike Tyson's prime. Personally, yeah. as great as Mike Tyson was, like I never want anybody to get me wrong. When I talk about the greatness of Mike Tyson, I'm always talking as a what if. I'm talking like because he's like one of the biggest cautionary tales in sports history, in my opinion. I think as great as he was, Mike Tyson's prime was very short. And I'll still put him in his prime after the Buster Douglas loss. Like, if you, we've had all the speculation throughout the years of, you know, oh, he went in that night. He looked like he was drugged. He might have been on them. And, and everything that people say about Mike Tyson, they're on excuses. Um, research his life, read his book, talk to Robin Gibbs. Do what you got to do. Here's the crazy but everything part. Mike Tyson was real. Like, this had was way on, too much going on. Yo, way too much. So I still, even though he lost the buster, I still look at that. I say his prime probably ended after the second Razor Ruddick fight because that was the last fight he had before he did three years in jail. Um, people are, are trying yeah. to, you know, name well, Holyfield and Lennox Lewis was a 
they say Lennox Lewis was a tall heavyweight, and he couldn't do nothing with him. You know, Mike Tyson was long washed before he got the Lennox Lewis fight. But he got the Lennox Lewis fight because his name was Mike Tyson. (laughs) Yeah, even with that same, even with that being Lennox Lewis was a different fighter than Deontay Wilder. It's also, you know, the the whole cliche, which is true, is of Styles make fights. That's why it's kind of difficult. But Lennox Lewis was a, a, in his own words, a pugilist specialist. I remember he, he's the first person to maybe look up the word pugilism because he kept saying it. I'm like, why does Bogey call himself a pugilist specialist? So I had to look it up. But anyway, um, he was a pugilist specialist who was, uh, you know, heavy with that jab. That jab was like, yeah, probably one of the greatest right. jabs in boxing history. It's probably because he was he was eight foot ten. So that jab was you put this thing out there and just pop pop. Like so, it's like Deontay doesn't have a jab like Lennox Lewis. I mean, damn near nobody does. And you know, so Styles may fight, so it's, it's hard, it's difficult to say, but I don't, like, you just shouldn't even do that. Like, don't even do that, because you, you get to the point where you're making people slander Deontay, and that's not what they want to do, or slander Mike, and you shouldn't and you do that either. Styles may fight. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though, Styles like, when fight. you become really invested in somebody's success, you take everything as an insult. Like, there's no lies being told when people say Deontay Wilder is not that good of a boxer. But his record speaks for itself. Like, if you have a weapon where, especially in, you know, with today's heavyweights, where you don't have to be a great boxer and you're still knocking everybody's heads off, like, I don't see why people waste so much time on social media trying to prove something that isn't true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching these dudes. I didn't even want to get into the, the discussion yesterday because a lot of people, you know, swear they know what they're talking about when it's obvious that they don't. But it's like it's, it's really no use getting into all of that. Like if you look at the, just the era, Mike Tyson. Even if you weren't a boxing purist and you think a lot of these names that he fought were tomato cans, which you know when when people say that, like I really don't understand that sentiment either. Their skill levels were very superior to a Deontay Wilder, but did they have the power? To, to where it didn't matter. Like, okay, I'm going to catch this dude at some point. They don't have like, that. No, like, I saw two people arguing yesterday. Is, to, me, to me, it's really no – it's so many things coming into play when you start to have these boxing discussions, right? It's also the um, – and, and, and not to take up for, for uh, the millennials or the young cats that, that back Wilder, but it's like it's still a lot of that um, get-off-my-lawn um, adage too because I remember Mike Tyson was my day. I remember talking to, like, the old, old heads – and they and they would slander Mike, kind of the same way that some of our our generation is saying in Deontay. They would tell me Mike wasn't that good of a fighter. They say I missed Muhammad Ali in his prime. And, I really and, and they, they would say I missed anybody with but they, the but skill they were, set. They were, yeah, because they were comparing him to Ali. They were comparing him to Ali, which is like God in boxing. So it's like, I guess if you compare him to Ali, I guess nobody has a like. Come on, man, like that's unfair. But, but I, I some of the old heads today. I saw people our age saying that Mike Tyson wasn't that skilled of a fighter. I'm like, well, that's the weirdest slander I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, Mike yeah, was a but, lot but, of things, but, but, and he, and he genera- generations go, man. The greatest career, but man, like as as mentioned, as mentioned, the sports, the book. Each gen- each generation thinks that what happens in their generation is the greatest. Like it's the whole right. LeBron versus Mike thing. It's, it's, it depends upon who who's what when you come up. So. 
I remember cats back in the day talking about, you know, Ali and Norton and Frazier and Foreman and like they, they name these names and they say Mike Mike didn't fight anybody because he wasn't fighting, you know, cats you know, cats of the caliber I just named. And, you know, then a generation goes and we say Deontay's not fighting, you know, Spinks and Holyfield. Like so we it, the same thing applies. So there'll be another guy come up ten years from now who will say it's not as good as Deontay. Fury and Ruiz and Luis. Yeah, exactly. Ruiz, Fury. Like, so, I mean, it's just, it's just what happens, man. But that's why I come on here every every week and I try to say the same thing, man. Things aren't as – people aren't as great as, you know, um, some people make them to be, but they're also not as bad as some people make them to be. The truth lies somewhere in the middle pretty much with all of these debates. So, But you have to just put things in their proper context. Deontay Wilder, regardless of what we want to say about Mike Tyson – He's beating people who are in front of him um, right now, and that's all he can do. He can't fight ghosts. So even if he's not that great of a boxer, he has a, he has a weapon which allows him to be 40-0-1 or whatever kind of dumb record he got, 42-0-1, something stupid like that. He's be, he's knocking out grown men. So at the end of the day, man, he's going to continue hey, to get man. better. He's still, Heavyweights he's still get bigger, bigger by the generation yeah. as well. He still has a couple big fights that he has to like, you know, do. So I just want to give him props because he's doing what he has to do. Like, I mean, some of the Deontay fans are making it unfair. Stop comparing this boy against Ghost. You can't. It's, it's something that'll never happen anyway. It's it's like this NFL right. team. They're, they're not playing. <laughs> it's all speculative. They're never going to fight. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I, I just see what people try to dredge up to make points, and it's hilarious to me. Um, um, shout out to the homie Court. He brought Buster Douglas into the fray, you know, of course, because Buster beat Mike. Um, and he's asking people on our page if Buster Douglas is a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. You know, people are coming and they're talking about the context or lack thereof of the post, and it really did lack a lot of context. Um, but you know, a lot of people would say their spiel, but not directly answer his question. Um, me, for one, like boxing, it's, it's definitely semantics and there's definitely context. Boxing? I, I think Buster Douglas is a far better boxer than Deontay Wilder. Does but it matter, though? I keep, I keep going back to that. that. I, I, keep, I keep going back to, the, to, the, to that thing, that the equalizer. Your man, Deontay Wilder, has in essence, a three-point line on the end of his right right hand. They say the three-point line is the great equalizer in basketball. Deontay Wilder has a three-point line on his right hand. So, you know, even even if he was fighting back then, he still would have been one of the he probably would have been the biggest heavyweight of the bunch. And even if skills were at a premium back then, he would have been successful because he would have been knocking dudes blocks off. So. So, props, and, and that's man. the thing. And the thing about boxing is that's that's a lot of times that's what we want to see. Like we watch yeah. guys who are purely skilled boxers like Floyd, and they bore us to death. So they <laughs> so they right. start to do antics outside the ring to make themselves marketable because their fights at the end of the day are yo know, Floyd fights are boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're boring, and, and unless you're into um, pugilism where you can appreciate the nuance of what he's doing, we want to see the we want to see people get their heads knocked off. <laughs> That's what we want to see. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a bean. You, so you know, we, we could we could play Mexican the beauty of boxing and the skill it takes 
Yeah, man. Well, there's a reason we love the Toro We love what the Toro Gotti fought. And he, and he was in there dying every time he fought. But, mm-hmm. like, that's we love to watch him fight. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I just think that the whole idea of trying to slander a dude that's 40, like, it's, it's ridiculous. He's fighting who's in front. He can't fight Buster Douglas. He can't go back and fight Mike Tyson. So he has to fight who's in front of him. And he seems to not be ducking anybody. He jumped in the ring with Fury. He jumped in the ring with Ruiz, um, um, Ortiz, rather, when the Cats didn't want to do that. Right. He's, like, he, and he got a, he got he the rematch with Fury coming up Yeah, so he's, like, not ducking. He's fighting, he's fighting who's in He's fighting like the after you, who we're here to fight today. After you knock Ortiz's block off, we're going to do this again in February. So I think it's February 23rd. Um, Fury and, and, and Deontay Wilder rematch. Yeah, but to so be fair, Jimmy, from, from the conversations that I see, it's always Deontay Wilder stands who are making these comparisons. And the people. But what I'm saying is they're doing it. Off my long game crazy. comes on like, oh, God, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, so it, to be fair, it's them most of the time. Like they no, no, want I get it. I get to it. But what I'm saying is they're doing, they are doing him a disservice. It's sort of yeah. like when Bronstein started making him fight ghosts. Like, what's the point of bringing it up? He's the greatest player never, of his generation. They never understand when they're doing their guy a disservice. Let him rock. I was laughing. Let him rock against who he's rocking uh, against. I was laughing at a post I saw. It was on our page. It was on a couple of the pages <clears> about um the best the best player um from each team in the from NBA. Did you see those comments? Yeah. Oh, well, the funniest <laughs> one was on our page when the boy said, like, yo, I don't know about Kyrie Irving for the Nets. That was the funniest one I saw. Because I'm like, dude, that's not even Kyrie. That was, that was, I was hilarious. Like, dude, that's but, not Kyrie. Um, that's Julius. He was like, oh, in that yeah, case, no. then proceed. <laughs> His answer yeah, was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, that was proceed. hilarious. Cause Irving, even, Irving not even spelled the same. But, no. um, <laughs> but on that post, on that post right there, and it wasn't even really on our page. I saw it on another page, but the, the and, and I didn't comment on any of them on our page or the other ones. I was I just I read everything. Stuff on it's hilarious, but mm-hmm. I'm laughing at people trying to say, well, it shouldn't be this guy, it should be that guy, and the way they start to slander other great players. It's like, dude, you don't have that's to slander what I never to big up your guy. That's what I never I understand. That's why fans. I saw a bunch of Kobe fans <laughs> shitting on Magic. Oh, excuse my language. No, yeah. They were pooping <laughs> on Magic to try to say that Kobe <laughs> should be over there for the Lakers. I'm like, damn. Like See, but a that's bunch of dominant that's, that's why I get on my like, oh God, here we go again. When when Court and others gotta go to the LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, like they were the only three players ever. Because I mean, he, Court he knows what he's doing. Like he'll put a post up if he feels like you know he's in the mood for people to crap on Jordan. He'll put something up. Oh, no, Court, no, Court, that will that will bait people into doing Court that. He's a troll. If, he yeah, if he feels he like if he feels like all right, he wake up in the mood. I want to see some people crap on LeBron. He'll put something up that'll make people crap on LeBron. That, that's the thing. Like that's what I refuse to do. Like okay, even if I'm gonna fall into your comparison game, like I'm one of them dudes that appreciate all of these cats. Like as a sports fanatic. These dudes have brought a lot of joy to my life. That sounds crazy, but these people have brought a lot of joy to my life. So, like, I don't, I never really see the the point in like completely tearing one down to make the other look better and vice versa. Like, it makes no sense to me. Yo, on the like, on the Celtics, they, they, they had birds. Yo, cats start pooping on bird to say that Russell should be there, <laughs> and then the Russell, then the then the, then the Russell, and cat, they ain't man, nobody like, on the page ever seen Bill Russell play. 
ever. Yo, yo, but then you but then you have cats start pooping on Russell just to say that Bird should be there. It's like, dude. <laughs> yo, yo like, young lady like, seen Bird play. I can tell by the way y'all yo, disrespect him. <laughs> yo, the, the 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 level of poopicity is uh, going on on that post is ridiculous. Like I said, I saw it in a couple pages. It was on Twitter too. It's like, yo, to prove your point about one person, you just gotta completely just like, yo, just yeah. destroy somebody else. That is absolutely insane. But that's why Absolutely that's why insane, I man. really don't like what the page has become because every post from page members is like it forces people to do that. I mean, people are their but own. But you people, know what though? But you know that, what you're doing. That, that's why. Do that. That's why I made that meme up, man. Sports talk is dead because that's that is not just our page. That is a microcosm of everything. That's what they do on right. all these uh, daytime shows now. I know, it's but like you know when I used to screen, when I used man. to control and YouTube, we used to control the topics. We used to try to steer away from that. But it's like you know when you let people do it, they come from these other pages, and then our page just starts looking just like everybody else's page. But but it's no it's no way because even even when we try to do it, they would go into that post and somehow turn our conversation into that. They can, <laughs> they can turn our conversation. There is no way to have a great conversation. Even when we do like a HOF or FOH, it gets it to either be like a complete bash fest or somehow Mike versus LeBron. Like, yo, we talking about is Reggie Miller a Hall of Famer? Or we start talking about how Mike better than LeBron. Like, you can't control it. Like, the, you know, the internet sports talk, the internet killed it because even with like the major networks, they got the Twitter thing rolling across and they take these topics and they is hyperbole and hot takes. By the way, I know yeah. somebody wants to steal I mean, my um, idea for a name of a show, Hyperbole and Hot Takes, but you know, y'all, y'all, y'all steal my ideas all the time anyway. So, trademark that's all thinking. It is, hyper, hyperbole and Hot Takes. Yo, I, I, I'd be scared to post, like, if, if LeBron does something positive in the community, or Mike, you know, since he's on that these days, does something positive mm-hmm. in the community. I'm, like, afraid to post those because it's going to turn into Mike versus LeBron. <laughs> Yo, because I, 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 actually, I have a, I have I was going to post today, and I'm still going to post it because I know half of y'all sleep ain't listening. Anyway, I'm going to post this, uh, the picture I showed you the other day, I, I, and I'm going to caption it. I'm going to say, this is the most disgusting picture in the history of sports, which is Patrick Ewing and Elijah Wong going head up um, when Patrick yeah. Ewing played for, like, the Magic and Elijah Wong was with the Raptors because that picture is totally disgusting. <laughs> Yo, so I'm I'm gonna post that. I'm gonna post that on our page, and I want to see how fast it turns into who was better between the two, and then somehow Shaq to get pulled in. Um, exactly. That's what cats do. And, and then you know where it's gonna end. It's gonna end with Wilt playing against five foot nine dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all are so dumb. Y'all are so dumb. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all pure comedy to me, dog. Because I, I kind of do, I want to get to these a uh, couple of these grind topics real quick. So, real quick, the, the middle game, the, the Cowboys hosting the Buffalo Bills. Um, this is this game has a lot of playoff implications for the NFC lease because as terrible as the Philadelphia Eagles are right now, the Dallas Cowboys are only a game ahead of them, and they have yet to beat a team this season with a winning record. The Buffalo Bills have a winning record at eight and three, but I think they're probably the team in the league with a winning record that the most people probably don't believe in. Um, yeah. How do you pick this game? You think the Cowboys will hold serve and uh, 
Keep the Eagles this is at, tough for me. At, at, at stiff arms length. This is tough for me. I'm going to tell you why this is tough for me. Dak Prescott is actually my um, fantasy quarterback. And my other so quarterback is uh, Allen. My, my other quarterback is Allen from uh, Carolina. And generally speaking, I have this rule in fantasy where I, I just play the best player. I don't play matchups. But this is one of them jumps where it's difficult to do because I'm looking at Allen versus uh, Washington and, right. and Dak playing the Bills. But, you know, I'm 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 just going to stick on my guns and put Dak in there. Bills, but, Bills um, have a stout defense. If you're going to have success yes. against the Bills, it would probably be on the ground first. Exactly. But, um, exactly. But I also know how that plays out, too, where you play, start playing matchups that way and, like, you yeah, know, when you they, they give up fantasy, over, that's when you get trashed. Yeah, that's why you just that's why I just go by the thing, just put your best people in and just let it ride. But anyway, yeah. um so No regrets. But with that, being, with that being said, watching the Bills play, their strength is their defense. Now, I think I'm gonna go with Dallas only because they're at home. Um Dallas hasn't right. really proven this season that they can beat a winning team, but hmm. I, I think part of me is not believing in the Bills. Now, now this will be a game that the Bills yeah. can make me a believer. If they go on the road on a Thursday in the Dallas and beat the Cowboys, and then I gotta start taking the Bills serious. Like, um and I I mean, I'm not completely disrespecting the Bills because I watched them play the Patriots and they like but see the Patriots offense is proven to not be that great. But when they right. played the Patriots and they like, you know, they they, they they was right there with them, I was like, Okay, the Bills are actually for real. They, you know. But this That's will the thing. Prove, I'm this will prove something to me about, about the Bills. This I'm there with you on hundred percent every every point you just made. And the Bills, you know, contrary to some teams with like great defenses. They usually don't have much in the way of offense. The Bills don't have a terrible offense. It's just not, no, not terrible, there don't. yet. Yeah, they're just not, they're nowhere near on the level of that defense. They have a young quarterback who's still learning. So he's going to make plays. He's going to make mistakes. But I'm with you. I'm going to take the Cowboys on this one. I think they get their first win against um, uh, a winning team. Backs against the well, wall I'll at this, this point. Though. Because you, the Eagles if, got if Miami Bills, Dolphins, so if you need a team to help yeah. turn your season around, the Dolphins are it. <laughs> and the Eagles' schedule Yo, is a little Bills, easier the than the Cowboys. They got win. If the Bills, if the Bills somehow pulled us out, we got to start taking them serious. We got to take them serious, and then we just got to be like, all right, we gave the Cowboys too much props again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yo, is 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 Dak trolling now? Because the whole the whole thing with Dak doing that, that uh, stretch that he was doing and it went viral now, uh, or maybe the, maybe he's always done it and now that like you know it's seen they keep showing it because like ever yeah. since then every game they show it and he's doing it. Yeah, it's it's a it's like, a Kaepernick thing. It's a Kaepernick thing. Kaepernick was sitting down for the national anthem long before they caught him on camera, so now you know it, it's a thing. <laughs> now you pan well, on the like, sidelines to see if he's yeah, is he that Latino stretch they call it <laughs> like dancing the salsa music. So you know, but but anyway, man, um, we'll, we'll see what happens there, man. But I'm gonna go with the Cowboys because they're at home. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go with them as well. And in the late game, um, you got uh, the Falcons who actually shot the Saints when they were rolling. Uh, beat the hell out of them in week 10. I think it was something like 26 to 9. Uh, even yeah. though this is in Atlanta, even though Chick-fil-A might be open, so the fans might be happy, um, I don't see the Saints dropping a second game, even though the Falcons played them tough all the time. I don't see the Saints dropping a second game to the Falcons, especially 
the way yeah. that they snuck up him and embarrassed him last time. So I'm gonna go with the Saints on that. I'm I'm using the same exact logic you did because <laughs> uh, if, if if the Saints would have smacked in the first game, I would have gave the Falcons a shot. But like, first of all, beating them twice, it's a division game. Beating them twice is difficult. Now, granted, you did beat them on their turf, but. Um, the Saints, if the Saints are who we think they are, then they got to win this game. They got to come out and they got to win this game. And, you know, the Falcons look like they were on a roll. And then last week they realized, like, yo, we, we the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm going to go with the Saints. All right. So, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind? Yeah, sir. We were only on the grind for a couple of days because of the holiday. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. It's been a, it's been a short grind, pause, but you know, n- n- nonetheless, it has been a grind out there. So we got to talk about what happened this week while you were a on short the grind, grind like sixth grader. <laughs> yeah, yo, sixth grader at a basement party. Yo, shout out to I'm not gonna mention your really? name, but yo, while you were on the grind, it's brought to you by Sports the Book, the best sports book ever. Just that simple. But I want to get a couple of these topics in, so we got to move because we are running out of time. But Patrick. Um. Well, first of all, as the uh, blogs call it, which I find funny, because if you play in a league, you're a star, because they call him NBA superstar Patrick Patterson. Like, I guess just making a league yeah. makes you a star. Um, yeah, but after he said this, is, some people were like, the people who were offended by it, they started writing blogs like NBA bench warmer Patrick Patterson. You. <laughs> Offended by them calling him a star, and uh, what the comment was about. Anyway, he referred to black women as bulldogs, and he put up a post about himself and his um his uh his non melanated queen. Um, it was her birthday, giving her a birthday shout out, and you know a young lady commented on there like she wouldn't even be with you if you were in the NBA, and he commented like you know he started getting smart with her like what you want me to be with a bulldog like you know <laughs> took on a life it's took a, on a life of the his thing own. Is, I don't even know if it was a young lady. I think it might have been a dude. I think it was like some hotel ball, some woke dude. Let me let me read the exchange. Chick, so it could have been it could have been two because I did see a chick because I actually went to the poll. I was a, a chick, but I mean it could. I mean it was both. I mean everybody was going at his neck basically. Right. So like Jimmy said, he put up the photo of he and his wife. Um, it said, "In all the world, there is no heart for me like yours. In all the world, there's no love for you like mine." Happy anniversary. Also, oh, it was her anniversary. Their anniversary. So okay. um, somebody came on and said, but it's not, well, the conversation had already been, been going, but it said, but it's not though, bro, you grew up loving our women. Why wait till you get some real money for your perspective? And even if you wasn't in the NBA, worked at a Walmart in Toronto, you wouldn't stand a chance, bro. You just became another statistic. I bet she's the only one in her family history to date a black guy. Stay woke, my guy. So um, <laughs> yeah, I he said if I never made it to the NBA, I would have never met her while playing for Toronto, but why does it matter? Love is love at the end of the day. But earlier in the conversations when he said it, he was like, you know, what am I supposed to settle for, a bulldog? Um, you know, basically saying love I is love. I didn't, even, I didn't even see the comment you you were talking about. I was talking about a different comment, but that comment is even funnier <laughs> because Dude is like trying to give him like um, love at the same time he's pooping on him. Like, yo, stay woke, my right. guy. Like, just that, my guy. Be but my guy is funny. My thing is, first of all, I don't even, I didn't, I don't even understand. You know the 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 whole bulldog. Like, I've never heard anybody refer to any woman, let alone a black woman, as a bulldog. So I'm like, just out of ignorance, I'm like, how offensive is that? Like, what is he saying? 
but he went on, you know, he went like everybody else and he ended up apologizing. So whatever he said, he was trying to, <laughs> he was definitely trying to insult. And that's what I, that's what I'm, I don't understand. Like, okay, you, you have a white wife. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? That do you, but just like we just talked about with athletes, why do you have to crap on the other side to big up your situation? That's what I understand. But it's also funny that we're living in a time with this social media thing that, man, anybody and everybody can just come talk to you. And people have the nerve and the gall because they're never going to have to stand next to you face to face to actually rip you about your family situation. Like this dude is really yeah. saying, like, yo, man, she wouldn't even be messing with you if you were an NBA player. So stay woke, my guy. Like, that's like that's a little personal. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't know why it makes yeah. me laugh, but when my guy is so condescending, stay woke, my guy. Yo, my but guy, yo, so, um, yo, that's like that's something like Luca would say from uh, Grownish. <laughs> Bro, my guy. <laughs> but but Luca would yo, say it to a girl. Is. Like he called he calls Zoe yo. my guy. Come on, my guy. Yo, he definitely <laughs> would. Yo, shout out to Luke Ostrowitz, yo. That's my show. But, yo, um, it's so condescending, but it's funny to me, man. See, it, it's, this thing is, uh, first of all, if you want to lay next to a wet dog every night, that's your business, right? Now, now I, I, um, I happen to love black women. So, uh, but, but the fact is, when dudes like choose like that, I mean, to me, that says a lot about them. But I'm not going to get into the politics of that. If that's what you want to do, do you. Everybody be happy. That's my whole thing. My whole thing is do you. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess like Michael Eric Dyson put it best in his interview. He said, look, you find your tribe and you roll with your tribe. Let everybody else do what they want to do. Right? And that, that's just the bottom line. It couldn't be me, but that's you. Cool. But at the end of the day, when you put something on social media and your profile is public, you're asking people to comment. So – a lot of times with these athletes, if you don't want nobody to comment and you're going to get in your feelings, stop sharing it. You don't have to share everything, dude. Like, you don't have you to don't. share everything. You just don't have to share everything. Like, hey, but Jim, you, you said the, um, you, you gave the motto, the new motto, though. If it don't happen on social media, then it don't happen. So, yeah, so it don't. You, uh, like, and, you love and, her and on social why, media, then you don't love her. So, that's why, that's why, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why I stopped, like, you know, like, with with like the birthday shout outs and all that kind of stuff because it's funny, right? Like so, you know, we have things that pass, anniversaries, wife's birthday, and right. I used to go on social media and hey, you know, that I don't even do that no more and, and you know, I I, I mean you got I, your I safe people, space. Places like Facebook might be a safer space because, you know, you get yeah, true. a lot of those Twitter people you know. And all that kind of stuff. But if you throw yeah, it somewhere true. else that's where you true. just got fans, oh my God, people think they can say anything to you, guys. Yo, like even like my like people got at me. Yo, I have family members come come literally come at me like your mom birthday passed and you ain't put no post up on Facebook. I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I went to her house and I was I was with her. Like, what are you like, talking about? We went out to dinner. Like, yo, cats will <laughs> legit get mad. Yo, cat, this, this is where we're living at, cuz. Yo, I see people at. complaining. People that I don't even expect complaining about. Yeah, I see people peeping at my statuses, but they don't like it. Yo, really? Yo, Yo I, can give a, no. I can give two crap. Like if you click the like button on my status or not, like who but cares? This, this this is the this is the world we're living in. Cats have literally <laughs> gotten mad. Like other fans, you didn't post. 
you didn't post about your mom's birthday. I was like, dude, I saw her though. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like yeah. yo, your anniversary passed. You ain't say nothing about your anniversary. Like, I'm we're we're out together. We're at dinner. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, unless you got a CPM deal. Money for these likes and retweets. Yo. I don't have to post everything on social media Because when you post on social media You're asking people to comment And I don't want people to comment on everything in my life Like yo I just don't I don't care about your comments you know? right. So you therefore I'm not going to post everything I post, I post ratchet memes and jokes Because they make me laugh I like to share laughs Happy with anniversary like, to my beautiful wife We so happy like, come on, she don't look happy in that picture. She ain't beautiful either. Yeah, I know, I know. Do like, you want to put hands on somebody? Like, yo, yeah. Let me read his IG policy uh, apology. He said, "I want to address my use of the word bulldog during a conversation with someone who I felt was making disrespectful <laughs> remarks about my wife and our relationship. I responded with the same, making a cruel comment on his wife's physical stature." Oh, so he went through his pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know what? Yo, for real, for real. I'm reading this now to him for the first time, and I don't think he's. Mm-hmm. Let me let me finish it. I know that two wrongs yeah, don't make he... a right, but I let my emotions get the better of me in the heat of the moment. For that, I apologize to him, his wife, and the rest of his family for the hurtful and crude comments made on that day. I ain't gonna read the rest of it, but yo, reading that, I don't like. I was usually looking at something like FOA because. Yo, I don't think he's lying. Now I see the situation. Yo, he see, went to this dude's page, but, went through his pictures, called his black wife a bulldog, and then everybody sliced it like, oh, he calling black women bulldogs. No, he was calling your wife ugly, cuz. Yo, but Yo, it got I, worse. I, I believe him 100%. Then, then cats, because the I internet, internet is, is vicious. Internet is vicious. It got worse than that. Cats start digging up pictures of Patrick Patterson's mom and then adding him, saying, oh. your mom's a bull. Like, it got worse. Like, oh. So Cats was like, Catch was like, how you gonna call your, his wife a bulldog when your mom look like this? Um, Yo! So it got real really nasty. Now it makes sense to me. Yeah. And it's just another, it got nasty. you know, the, the internet just hyped it. Again, he, Patrick Patterson refers to black women as bull- no, Patrick Patterson was referring to Bull's wife as a bulldog, which is ignorant in itself. Like, damn, cuz. Like he just said <laughs> yo. He just said that he just said that she wouldn't be with you. Like he didn't say the chick was ugly. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Should I settle for a bulldog? He did, damn. He did hit him with the he did hit him with the condescending, my guy. <laughs> yo, that was savage. <laughs> my guy. Yo, now my that God, I read that hilarious. Patrick Patterson's reply, his clap back was savage as hell. And um, yo, Neil Patrick, the, uh, Patrick Patterson needs to work on the game. Room, she said that's how she feel when when women use cis. Like she think that's condescending. <laughs> that is condescending, yo. And that's that's a great that's a great analogy, yo. All right, sis. Like come on, that's, that's real condescending. Right. Stop talking to me, sis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then she said she said guy. her friend Pat was pissed at her because she didn't change her relationship status when they got together. Yo, social media is just ruining. See, people, and, it, and this, this is what I mean, man. And this, but this is why the best thing to do is the best thing to do is just not post everything because, yeah. listen, man. You know, like, y'all, y'all already know my Especially, especially like on Facebook, y'all see most of my posts are about like my kids, and the reason I do that because a lot of people ask me that, like, yo, I ain't posting kids on Facebook. 
first of all, I don't take myself that seriously. Like, I ain't got no money. Ain't nobody yeah. kidnapping my kids. Second, mm-hmm. we don't live near any of our family. So this is how they watch my kids grow up. Because, you know, I don't go home as much as I should. <laughs> my wife don't no, live no, near, no. You, know, you know, nobody except for her brother lives near us. So this is how people get to keep up with us. You know, y'all, family, everybody. So um yeah, but 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 it's that's not me. Not like you take like, but I, but if you don't you like write, it, you don't, write, you don't comment. You don't write, um, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I, yo, I and also you don't write you don't write long ass B Austin posts, and, and I can slam to B Austin because guess what? He ain't, <laughs> he ain't gonna listen back. This is my test yeah, right now. See if B Austin will listen to our show back. B Austin, you you ain't gonna listen to our show back. Prove me yeah, wrong B. by Austin saying. Austin has never heard an episode up. of the War Room. Yeah. <laughs> yo, so Austin has never heard an episode of the War Room. Because we also be writing them long-ass uh, soliloquy. Well, he used to. He used to. He he kind of slowed down with that, but he used to write long-ass posts, which some people do where they pontificate, and you ask for people to comment. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, listen, and that's another thing. Even with social media, if if that makes you happy, go ahead and do that too. Like, I don't even care if you want to draw. If you want to draw with social media, draw with social media. But understand, you comment when you put something on the joint, are people saying, I ain't reading that long-ass shit. <laughs> Yo, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yo, my thing is, even even if you want to draw with social media, go ahead and draw. But just understand that everything you do in life, you know, you have to deal with the consequences of it. If you put up stuff and people comment, you ask for that. So, so the way I deal with it is, the way I deal with it is, I don't put up stuff. So therefore, I don't have to ask for that. Like I could deal with the consequences because <laughs> I ain't putting nothing out there. Like some of y'all gonna put up pictures of y'all ugly food today, and somebody gonna tell you your food is ugly. <laughs> Yo, people gonna slam you because you got up. a paper plate. But yo, straight up, some of y'all gonna put up y'all paper plates. And I don't you know mind. I, I, I got forty people thing. in my house. You damn right, we eating off paper plates. Who washing them dishes? Exactly. So people be like, yo, yo, shout out the paper, plate, paper yo. plate. But if you put it up there, shout out the paper plate. Yeah, paper plate. I use paper yo. plates every day in my life. <laughs> Let me tell you something about paper plates, man. Shout out to paper plates, yo. And it's weird though, right? And I don't want any all environmentalists to come at our necks. I don't understand. Shut up. But um, yeah. And I don't even I don't even know what's actually more more environmentally friendly using the paper plates or not. Because if I use a regular plate, then I got to use water to wash it. And I'm wasting water anyway. Um, <laughs> but my point, the point I was trying to make is, yo, I could use paper plates every day, but I cannot use like paper utensils, yo. I need a real yeah. fork and knife. Yeah, like the, the yeah. Gets wrong with me needing a real fork and knife on a paper plate, though. That's like crazy, but that's what it is. Uh, that's everyday life here. Uh, we about to roll out, man. Just shout out to Allen Iverson, man. Uh, his alma mater, Bethel High School in Hampton, Virginia. Um, on Tuesday, they are dedicating their new gymnasium to him. It's going to be called, you know, it's gonna be named after Allen Iverson. So he's going to go down for the ribbon cutting ceremony. My wife is an alum of that school. If it wasn't on a Tuesday, I might go down there and do it, but it's on a Tuesday. Yo, so I ain't gone. What's the, what's the over under Chuck. Allen Iverson crying? No, he he crying. Over, 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 over. He crying. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah, percent. Is this is this like a minute's over under? He gonna cry at least ten minutes into the ceremony. He crying. Shout yeah. out to Bubba Jack, yeah. man. Yeah. Um Shout out to Jason Tatum, who saves 100% of his NBA contract and lives off his endorsements. Um, puts his money into a saving account, Culture's though, changing, Jim. Before we leave, call that man, man. Get that man some financial advice. Buy the hood. He actually did say, he did say, though, because I actually posted the, the video. I was supposed to part of the video on the Buy the Hood's IG page, at Buy the Hood. But he did say that I'm saving to eventually invest. That's what he okay. did say. So I give him that. 
And he need more than one savings account. Too much money to be putting in the hands of one man. <laughs> so help that man. Yo, shout out <laughs> to his mom, though, because he mentioned his mom while she was struggling, like making sure he went to school and all that. She went and got her PhD. So shout out to her. She like a PhD and a law degree. Like up, his bro? mom was like overly educated. But uh, Parents shout out to her, though. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you already know. Like, what kind of excuses you got when your mom's struggling but she's still going to school? Like, what you supposed to say? You, you, know I mean? you got to go do it. Anyway, man, we got to get out of here, man. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to everybody. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Um, you know, enjoy your family day. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to everybody who called in and got through. Shout out to Gus awesome who got up, you know what I mean, to rock with us this morning. Um, shout out to B. Austin for the late scratch. Yeah, I know you ain't going to respond to this because you ain't going to listen. Um, listen, make sure you join us here next week. We're going to be at our regular time, our regular time next week. I, I, I won't be with the gentleman next week because I'm flying out Sunday. I'll be in Jamaica all next week. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, shout out to my Jamaican people. Uh, I'm getting flued out. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Devin B. Austin, who will hold you all down next week. Yo, shout out to Frank Gore and Phil Maddox. Um, listen, everybody enjoy your Black Friday as well, man. You know what I'm saying? Go, go get them deals. But catch everything we do right at the Hub, which is warroomsports.com. All of our social media, all of our content is at the Hub of warroomsports.com. You can get my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But until next time, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you jumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.